Hey everybody, Rob here, and in the interest of full disclosure, I must tell you this episode begins with a dirty, dirty lie. I said at the beginning of the episode that we are in studio, and that is not true. We're actually sitting at my kitchen table with one microphone between us, so if the sound quality isn't up to our normal standard, that's why you're getting one microphone on a kitchen table recording and not multiple microphones in a studio recording. So uh, I apologize for that, but I think the content more than makes up for it. So here you go with a very special episode of Preferred Enemies. Welcome to Preferred Enemies, the Warhammer 40k podcast that will do special episodes because we want to make sure you don't miss a thing. And uh, today I'm joined by Kevin. And we're actually in studio here in Kansas City again uh, to do a special episode talking all about the new Sisters of Battle Codex. And the reason we wanted to do this is because this has been a limited edition codex. Yes. In a limited edition army box, the Games Workshop ran out of faster than they were expecting uh, a lot of players who may have wanted to get this didn't could not get their hands on it. And there's also a lot of players who may not have Sisters players in their area or may not have Sisters players yet in their area and want to know what this book does so that they know what to expect when yeah. they face Sisters on the table. Yeah, and the, this, this rule book is now out. So even though it's not available... Rule, it's rules legal now, so you yeah, can they, start seeing all this. Yeah, on your the chapter table. approved 2018 uh, book is now no longer the legal beta rules, which I've played the beta rules. I played yeah. them at Renegade Open. They're they're fine, but this is a completely different beast. So. Yeah. Um, as a spoiler, for a little, jump ahead a little bit. This book's good. I like <laughs> this it. This book is good. I like it. I don't know if it's quite Space Marine. No, I don't think it's good. Yeah, but it's it's very powerful. I think once. I think once people get a feel for it, it's going to be it's going to be tough. Yeah, so that's, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted out of it. <laughs> yeah, no, they they did a good job on this one. Uh, but first, we're going to do a very special news and new releases because just because today also happened to be uh, Warhammer 40k Open Day yes. in Nottingham, so they released a few new things. Not a ton, not a ton, not as big as like some of the other Open Days they've done. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to take it from the bottom because they they were reve- released. They added in in, in uh, chronological order as yeah. things happened, but in reverse. So the older stuff's at the bottom. So first off, obviously we knew Mephiston, new model coming out for that. They're also releasing a book to go along with him, yeah. which is cool. And uh, he went up for pre-order today, yes, along with Chapter Approved 2019, which we will talk more about probably next episode because yeah. uh, there's. Uh, there's a lot of neat stuff in that one. There's a lot of, uh, like, some major points changes for different armies. Uh, however, I will say, if you've seen rumors going around about, like, French sources with, like, oh, they got a secret copy from the printers, and they have all these extra rules and rules changes and points changes, I can confirm to you, because I've looked through chapter proof yeah. itself, and I've gone through, like, line by line on a lot of things. 
None of those things were true. Those rumors were completely made up whole cloth. However, if I were to print off the screenshots and paste that over the pages in chapter proof, no. that damn. No, still doesn't work. I want my primarist uh, Colt Marines. Anyway, yeah, so, I, so do I. I'll have to make do with uh, cheaper noise Marines. Um, I'm good with cheaper Berserkers, too. Yeah, cheaper Berserkers as well. So, uh, uh, But let's see. We've got some new uh, Aeronautic Imperialis stuff. The little wee uh, grot, the grot bombs, bombs is awesome. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then Skitari get a flyer now, the Archeopter. Yeah. I'm not sure what to think of it. Um, it's a cool vehicle. I'm not 100% sure. I think it's Mechanicus if, if, that I like it for Mechanicus, but it's a really cool looking like winged gyrocopter thing. So, so the things <laughs> I will say is first off, watch the uh, video. Oh, watch, the, the watch, announced video. Watch the announced video. Not only because it's funny and and right in tune with the one where they released the uh, the tank, yeah, the, yeah. the Scorpius tank, but uh, also because you get some better views of mm-hmm. it in there. And I think like if you look at the landing legs on it, that those right there do scream Mechanicus to me for sure. So yeah. it's got some consistent elements. Um, it's also loaded with like looks like Cognus stubbers, ev- Cognus heavy stubbers everywhere. So yeah, so it's definitely got Skitari elements. Yeah, it's, uh, again, it's one of those where it's like, it's not, it doesn't jump out to me is what I would think a Mechanicus flyer would be, but that's not to say it's bad. It's just, it's different. I do like the fact that they point out that it's an archaic looking aircraft, so it it does, that's why it doesn't fit in with like the boxy aesthetic of a lot of the, like, the most of the Imperium stuff. Also, I do like that it can be a gunship bomber or transport. That is pretty cool. So, I don't know how many, I imagine it'll hold like five or six, it's gonna be small squads. Most likely. Do they... Can you take... Well, I guess you can take some of the squads in five. I think you can take, like, Vanguard and Rangers yeah. in, in, like, five, okay. five. Okay, I still always usually see them in ten. Usually do see them in yeah. ten because there was no reason not to. Sure. Because they didn't have... For a, long time, for a long time, they didn't have transports, and so you needed the so bodies. Needed the to bodies be, to foot slog. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, let's see. Then we've got uh, the new uh, Repentia multi-part plastic kit. Which are slightly different sculpts than are in the push fit, or not push fit, but in the uh, special edition army box. Yes, which I like. They're cool looking, cool looking models. I, yeah, I like. I dig the new aesthetic for Repentia. Yeah, I know some people are like, oh, they don't look quite the same. No, but I do like the bo- I like the body gloves that they're wearing mm-hmm. to make it look like yeah, they've been stripped of their armor, but they're not naked. Yeah, and GW's not going to do naked these days. Uh, all, but I also like the the armor import input ports like on their arms and yeah. legs. No, it's a very cool, like, uh, it's a very cool consistency thing. So yeah. I, I like them a lot. Um, and they very dynamic poses. But still, you know, feeling consistent with the look. Like, some of the poses are reminiscent of the older Pensha models, but they're better. They're they're sculpted better. And yeah. Also, note, they are on 28 mil bases, not 25, not 32. And I know <sighs> this because that's what's in the box. So, yes, I have to rebase all my sisters onto 32 mil bases, except for the Repentia, which will be on 25 mil bases, except for the Penitent engines, which are now going to go from 60 mil bases to 50 mil bases, which is, I think is the first time I've seen a model scale down yeah. in recent years. Yeah, there's been a few, because I want to say, like, the uh, the Broodlord, I think? Like, like one of the, one of the Tyranid models... That was released in one of the box sets. Came on a bigger base. He came on, oh, came on like an oval, one of the big. Came ovals. on the oval, and then they scaled them down. So I've seen a few, just, but it's it's far, few and far between. Yeah, for sure. 
And then they revealed the Triumph of St. Catherine, which we'll be talking about in the Codex. Uh, it is it is bonkers. Yeah, that honestly, this is the most bonkers 40K model I think I've and ever seen. And I don't seen. mean that as a slight. It's <laughs> no, very, it's, it's, it's a, awesome. <laughs> it's an awesome diorama piece. And it's going, uh, to, it's going to be a challenge for any, like, this is a painting challenge oh, right here. Oh, this is, yeah. You are going to see this thing entered into painting competitions because if it is painted well, it's going to be absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I hope I am up to the challenge of painting this because this is something that definitely has to be painted in pieces and oh, then assembled. Yeah. There's, so there's five cherubs. <laughs> there's one, two, three, four, five, six living models and a seventh dead one. Yeah. Ah, it's this thing is amazing. It's huge. Ah. I love it. I think it's I think it's batshit in the most perfect 40k ways. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's it is something that we have not seen 40k wise. Yes. Like Age of Sigmar, like I, like I know they've got like one of the commanders for like the OCR Bone Lords or whatever yeah, that the, has yeah. kind of that this feel well, like of the like, corpse cart I think has a bunch of like other models on it and then there's the one that's that I told Dennis to use as the the new avatar. It's like an Aeolf an model where it's oh, like yeah. the guy that... And I, I forget what the name of it well, is. What's the Cauldron of Blood. I've got the Cauldron of Blood. That's yeah, because right. I've got yeah. one for my... Because the old Cauldron of Blood was this little bitty cauldron that had like yeah. a hag elf and a, or a hag queen and a couple of witch elves with it. And then they made it this big wheeled monstrosity with a huge mm-hmm. cauldron. And then, yeah, a big statue of Caleb and Chicane on it. Yeah. And it does make a very good avatar. Yeah. But, uh... So, so they've been doing the, the one unit of like five or six individual models... In Sigmar for a while, this is the first time we've seen it in 40k, and this is like this is just crazy. Yeah, so much detail on it. Like this is nuts, and it is so <laughs> sisters because it is yeah. so like religious Catholic space battle nun type thing going on. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we've got the names on the next three Psychic Awakening books coming in January, February, and March. January is Ritual of the Damned, and according to the trailer that they aired, that is going to be Thousand Suns, Dark Angels, and Grey Knights. Yes. Uh, which means, I imagine, just like Blood of Balls, where we see Blood Angels getting Doctrines and Super Doctrine and all the all the, be- the bits and pieces that uh, regular Space Marines have gotten, This I think Dark Angels are going to get theirs in this book, so you won't have to wait too long. Yes. Um, which... Uh, it looks like Dark Angels may be the art, may very well be the army we're doing for our raffle. Yeah, so that yeah, is cool. So that'll be very. So we'll definitely want to make sure we include a copy of this with the army. Absolutely. So that uh, and it will probably uh, it'll probably uh, inform our decisions on what to put in. Yeah, in, definitely. What to put in the army, uh, and then the, let's see. And then in February we have Greater Good. Three guesses on who that's going to include. Necrons, possibly. We don't know, but I'm going to guess Tau for sure. But we don't know what Where else. Where do you get that from? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then third one, uh, Saga of the Beast, which since it's con- including Saga. More Tyranids. <laughs> also no. could be, I know. but uh, definitely Space Wolves. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So if you are playing one of those armies, you only have the next three to four months yeah. at most to wait until you get something for your... And it's good because so far, like, the ones that we know for sure in there, like, the three that are in Ritual of the Damned, at least the Tau and the Space Wolves in the next two, are armies that could all use buffs. And at all you kind of use basically the 2.0 Codex treatment. So yeah. it's good to get new rules out for them and to, uh, you know, to try to boost their power levels a little bit. Yeah, I mean, with Tau, it's mostly a case of they need something other than... Uh, 
shield drones. Jump, shoot, jump. <laughs> Just saying. <clears throat> jump, Sorry. Shoot, Got jump, that. shoot, jump would be a real good one. And hey, this would be the perfect... I mean, yeah. considering we're already seeing army-wide changes being yeah. applied in these books, this is the perfect place to... Like, if they want to do updated uh, crisis suit and stealth suit data sheets. And I will say that in Chapter Approved, all three of those units... Uh, Crisis suits, crisis suit bodyguards, and stealth suits get noticeable point drops. Mm-hmm. Even like, cri- like crisis suits got dropped last year, and they're getting dropped further because they're still not quite where Games Workshop wants them. Maybe this is their point. Like, hey, maybe we should give them something, even if it's a stratagem or a once per turn. Yeah. Like, pick one unit yeah, that can yeah. do it. It just still would be something. Yeah. And then finally, <laughs> uh, a lot of uh, animation coming yeah. in the next year. And there's some really good stuff on there. Kind of doing like a, a love, sex, and robots, or is it death, love, sex and, love, death, robots. Love, death, and robots. Yeah, there's a lot of sex and love, death. I and mean, robots you there. know, that's yeah, that's true. So, but like, yeah, like this anthology, like different visual styles, animation that they're doing. Like they've got a cool like sizzle reel trailer up on the community site, and it's it's awesome. It's yes. just some cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. and it's everything from you know the gritty, dark, realistic, you know, dark gothic stuff to the Warhammer adventures, like kids running around, stuff like that. So, like, it seems like it's going to run the spectrum, and that's good. More yeah, absolutely. People, more they can get out. Because, again, for so long, there was no, like, original content outside of, like, the books or audiobooks. So any video and stuff that gets put well, out. Well, the cool is, thing is, is like, the first one they're doing is Angels of Death, mm-hmm. which they're going to drop the full trailer for that at LVO, at the Warhammer preview there. And that one is one that has brought in fan artists. Like, yeah. Like, uh, uh, they, specifically, yeah, like, Richard that. Boylan... Who has done some phenomenal work with doing uh, uh, basically an animated audiobook version of Hell's Reach, which is yep. also a great a great book. And I know sure. Aaron Dembski Bowden has basically given his his seal of approval on that. So uh, so it's cool to see Games Workshop reaching out to people who have created content in the past. And I remember in past years, Games Workshop was real heavy handed with the mm-hmm. with the cease and desist. And now they're rather than doing that, they're like, "Oh, so you're doing something cool? We want to be. We're in. Yeah. Let's, rather rather than sue you, how about we bring you yeah. in and we make you make you part of the team? And that that is very cool to see. So that is pretty much the reveals from Warhammer 40k Open Day. Uh, no uh, listener mail on this one because we our last episode has j- just hit like on Thanksgiving, so. Uh, this was this was originally going to be part of our Renegade Open episode, and we realized that we didn't want to drop a four hour episode. No, we dropped and, a three hour episode right. instead. But so, but we wanted to make sure that we gave the Sisters Codex its own like space to breathe, its own attention. We didn't want to tack it on quickly at the end of the Renegade Open episode. So right, and that's why we're going to go through and kind of do our detailed review. Yeah, and mo- for most people who picked this up, uh, this the first opportunity to see this was yesterday yeah. on on Black Friday. So. Uh, this is for many people. This may be the first chance. I'm going to try to get this episode edited and out like within a day. Hopefully, yep. this won't be a particularly long episode. And the fact that we're in studio should make it relatively easy to edit. So we're hoping to get this one. I am going to start way. skipping every other word. Oh, damn it! <laughs> this is why I can't have nice things. <laughs> so, uh, and I will say the codex is beautiful. Yeah, the uh, special, I mean, the limited edition codexes yeah. are just great. Now, I don't know if it's a, if I would consider this a full collector's edition, because it doesn't have, like, the me- the sure. silver pages and things, but it does have the special cover art. Um, otherwise, you know, it's got all the standard bits and pieces, you know, your 
general history of the army. Did they change any of like the background fluff for this? I have not had a chance okay. to dig in too much. I don't believe so, okay. though. Uh, I mean, it's still the background on the sisters has always been the church isn't allowed to have men at arms. So didn't say anything about women. Gonna, you know, we're going to use the Aowen defense here. <laughs> But no, it looks like it's pretty much the same general background. And then they've gone into more depth on like the various different orders. And mm-hmm. in more depth than we've had in any of their codexes ever. Because like the old Witch Hunters Codex, those codexes were tiny. Yeah. And they're, and the ones we've gotten since then have, have been, all just like, been White Dwarf. dwarf yeah. yeah. So we're getting a lot more depth in the background. And that is really cool to see. Yeah, it was really cool to like see them getting the full codex treatment here. Yes, everything. So. And then they even have like a whole section of just like minor orders that you could base things off of, and to give you the idea that you're not limited to like the six main ones. You can do whatever you want. Cool, some cool color templates in here too. Oh, absolutely! Like, that's yeah. always one of the best parts of these codexes. Yeah. Then we've got like the you know the galaxy map showing, hey, this is where most of the sisters are based. You know your back, your timeline. Getting There's a bunch in- of new art in here, too, which I really like. Oh, yeah. Well, new art and not a ton of new units, but definitely some. Junith Arushia or Erut. Eruti? Eruta. We're going to go with Eruta. We're going to go with Eruta, and hopefully that isn't too too wrong. <laughs> I mean, mispronouncing real people's names is kind of our thing. I don't know if that well, applies a to fake, fictional characters. It's a, fake, uh, it's a fake name, so we can pronounce it however we want. That is true. We can pronounce what was the What was the one that the demon... The demon sword that Jaded Gamer cast made fun of. Uh, Go Red Rinker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this the the new artwork in this is just yeah. phenomenal. Like this is what like one of the first times I've had a chance to look at this codex, and it's just great. Like, yeah. All the new artwork is so cool. You get to see uh Penitent Engines in action. Yeah. And then we get the the uh showcase of like all the new models, although not all of them, because like we just mentioned the uh Tribute of St. Catherine, yep. or the Triumph of St. Catherine, not shown in this book. Strangely. But I also understand that that's something that you want to make sure you drop as a... You want to drop that as, like, a thing and, and make a big deal out And of I do it. like they even re- mentioned, like, hey, the Canis Viridian model that we did, like, as a special edition. Yeah, we're just using... She's not a character in here, but we're but using it a as a canonist yeah. with a bolt pistol and power sword. Yeah. Yeah, and then, the, yeah, different color, pa- color yeah, palettes cool color for, palettes. like... Yeah, for the like the various minor orders. So my my bone and purple will fit right in. Absolutely, without, yeah, without any problem. Also, I will say the the models themselves are not a ton taller than the old one. And if you look at like most, a lot of the proportions, like the backpack, the heads, the torsos are pretty much the same. Maybe a little bit shorter have on you, the torsos. Have you the, built any of the, any of the new models? I haven't had a okay. chance to build them yet. Although I've seen some side to side or side by side. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, uh, the, the main difference is the limbs, like the yeah. legs and arms are, are definitely longer. And so they all, they will end up being like half a head to a head taller, which is a little bit of, uh, of an issue if you want consistency in your army. But like, for me, it's yeah. not going it, to, yeah. it'll look there's, fine. If you, if you walk around, there's variations of about a head, you know, half a head to a head between just normal people. It's not so. the difference <laughs> between... Like old Metal Chaos Terminators and the plastic <laughs> ones, where the yeah. the old ones were on twenty five mil bases. So it's, it's or not... my my second edition Plague Marines, which come up to about like waist high on the new ones. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, if you like looking at my my resin sisters, they fill up their bases pretty full. Yeah. So again, they're it doesn't seem that much larger 
Like so, it, they'll mm. they'll look fine side by side. They'll just be a Good. little bit shorter. Yeah. Good. Then, but I definitely want to like the new character models because the characters are are phenomenal. Mm. Uh, the new Immol- yeah, the new Immolator and Exorcist, which come from the same kit and are both gloriously overblown. Oh yeah, they're they're as overwrought as they need. To I'm be, still trying to figure out how they do the stained glass. Whether that is like contrast paint applied to clear plastic or. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't because I don't think it's going to be colored plastic. I don't think they'd rele- release no, colored, plastic. colored plastic. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it is just contrast paint on there. But yeah, I, I'm curious to see how they how they did that effect because it is absolutely phenomenal. Also, heavy bolters added to all the vehicles too, except for the the, the rhinos, which there's going to be a new rhino kit. Oh, I don't think it. Oh yeah, or no, it's not. I don't think the new rhino is pictured in here. Uh, it's somewhere in there because I remember seeing it. But yeah, because it's got like different shaped doors and like. Yeah. Uh, uh, it might actually be on the rhino listing. But... Maybe that's where it was. Yeah. Because there is clearly a new Rhino kit, or, or new armor plates for it, yeah. at least. So. And then, like, their starting army, their well-balanced starting force is the special edition army box. Well, wouldn't you know? Wouldn't it? Funny thing, that. I did add up the uh, cost of the models in there, point-wise, and it comes into just shy of 400 points. Okay, good. So, it's roughly a start-collecting box, yeah. maybe a little bit more. Okay, good. So, <laughs> and then, yeah, then the full-blown army, which... Uh, I mean, it's a cool-looking army. Yeah, it's definitely. It's visually striking. But again, they've kept the same aesthetic, so it doesn't look out of place with the older models. Yeah. No, they've, they've done a really good job of updating it, but allowing you to still be able to use your old ones. Yeah. All right, so now let's get into the actual rules. This is what we're all here for. So uh, first off, we're just going to kind of take it from the top. Uh, their keyword for their army is order, just like you've got chapter, mm-hmm. cult, legion, etc., um, so when we get to the orders later, that's what you're going to be picking one of those six. Uh, then we get to the acts of faith system. This is the part where like, this has been sisters thing and they've, they've been in what? Five different editions now. Yeah. Cause they came out in second. They, or they, yeah. or yeah, six, technically six, yeah. de- six de- separate editions. Um, we had a codex in second. We had a codex in third, late third. Uh, we had a codex, a white dwarf update in sixth, and a second seven, one, yeah. like two white dwarf updates. There was a white dwarf update, then there was the digital codex, which was slightly different. Yep. And then we had the index version, and then we had the beta version. Yeah. So yeah, so there have been six different versions of the Acts of Faith system before now, and. It's been different every single time. Sometimes it's been it's, better than others. It seems like it's oscillated between good and bad. Right. Too. Well, and like the index version was really good because it was action economy. You basically got free actions. Yeah, which is which, which makes is, sense they wouldn't get they wouldn't let them. Right. Happen. I mean, Inari have lost that. Like we we now know for a fact that in 40k extra actions is broken. Yes. Like a, a, action util or action economy is bring on the dice manipulation. Yeah. So, so yeah. So uh, whereas in the uh, beta codex, you had the, I have a pool of points that I can spend on things that are kind of like stratagems, except they might not go off, uh, which I, I managed to make work by manipulating my army sure. build, but, but you have to build for it. You have to build for it. Uh, so instead, what we have now is something completely different. Uh, there are no abilities to roll on. You do not sp- spend things to do special abilities. Instead, what you have is acts of faith you can perform one act of faith each phase there are ways around that but sure by stock standard box standard you can do one act of faith what an act of faith is is you have a pool of miracle dice 
you generate these miracle dice because by doing several different things. One, you always get one at the beginning of each battle round. Okay. And then at the end of a phase in which one or more of the following things happened, you get another one. So if you have a, a unit that has the Axe of Faith ability, if they destroy an enemy unit, you get a you get a miracle dice. So you could theoretically get like two a turn, one in your shooting phase, one in your fight phase. Yeah. Um sacrifice a character from your army with the Axe of Faith ability is destroyed. Okay. Uh, purity, a psychic power is resisted by a unit from your army with the Axe of Faith ability without performing an act of faith to do so, as described sure. below. So it's like you do it naturally. And then the last one is Valor. You roll an unmodified one for a morale test taken for a unit with the Axe of Faith ability without performing an act of faith to do so. So theoretically, it depending on how a turn goes, you could get one in your psychic phase, uh, you could theoretically get two in your two in your psychic phase if you lost a character to like a psychic yep. power. Yeah. If you resisted one and then still had a character die from like a smite or something, sure. you could get two there. You can get one in your shooting phase. Yep. Uh, if a character had a plasma pistol overcharged it and died, you could get one that way. Um, then fight phase, you could definitely get two there. Yep. And then you could get one more from your morale phase. So you could add them up pretty quick. Mostly, you're probably looking about. Two or three a turn. Still, it's like you're going to kill units. Yep, you're gonna you're like you're going to destroy units. You're getting your free one, and you'll probably you might lose a character from time to time. So yeah. I mean, you're going to have two to three a turn. Okay, well, that's good. So when you get a miracle die, what you do is you take that die and you roll it. You roll it, and then whatever number comes up, you set that aside, and that goes into your miracle pool. And then when you perform an act of faith. Before making a dice roll for a model or unit from your army with the Axe of Faith ability, instead of rolling one of those dice, you take one out of the Miracle Pool. That's the number you rolled. Nice. Now, you can't do it for just anything. There's a list of what sure. you can do. You can use Miracle Dice to perform an Act of Faith for any of the following types. An Advance Roll. A Charge Roll. A Deny the Witch Test, which is why Purity yep. says, like, you have to deny the witch without... Without with a roll, Yeah. Yeah. Hit roll, wound roll, saving throw, damage roll, morale test. So, for example, you can't bank one to make sure Celestine comes back for sure, because it's none sure. of those rolls. Uh, you can't bank... Well, you wouldn't be able to generate one anyway for, like, seizing the initiative or something like that. But if you had something where you had to do a roll-off, you yeah. couldn't use it for that, because, like, a psychic power, you've got a roll-off, because it's not one of these. Okay. Uh, and uh, you can substitute one miracle die. So or or in, no, I take that back. So your active faith, if you have multiple die rolls, you can substitute multiple dice. Oh, nice. It's one active faith, you could, but it's, you're not limited to one You're die. limited to whatever's in your pool. Does your pool carry over turn to turn? Yes. Okay, so it's it just can, maintained. Okay. It's just for the whole game. It's like, so you could bank them and then spend them all like in a big... In a clutch thing. moment. Right. So quick question. Um, I remember in the box set they mentioned that there are miracle dice in like in the box. They're just plain white dice with black pits. <sighs> Such I a was, missed opportunity. I was hoping for like uh, a Sisters of Battle logo on the yeah. six or something. No. That's such a missed opportunity. No, they are to plain be like, white dice with black pips. Okay. Six, you know, one Boo. through six. GW, you done messed up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay, sorry. And it's a... Well, also, I don't think you could use... If you were doing, had something that had like three attacks, mm -hmm. I don't think you could sub all three as miracle dice. And I think you will clarify this sure. because each one of those is considered its own die roll. Sure. Okay. You couldn't sub three of them out, but you could sub one. Okay. But you could sub both of the dice from like a charge roll. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, that right there, just to be, even if you're not using it for anything other than just to, like, make sure your charge rolls go off, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. Also, you notice you can't use them, like, determining the number of shot. Like, if you have a flamer, mm-hmm. which this army has a lot of, you can't say, oh, I have six attacks then. Yeah. Well, and it's nice because it's whatever you roll, so you're not always going to roll sixes. So you're not, you're right. going to have a variety of other, no- that's, that's really cool. I like that. I well, like that a lot. And this army is pretty much a three ballistic skill army, yep. so anything from three to six is useful to you. And ones are useful for morale. Absolutely. Twos could even be useful for morale, because if, like, your leadership, a lot of the stuff with your your uh, sister superior are going to be, like, leadership eight. Yeah. So most of the time, like, a two on morale is going to be good fine. Yeah. yeah, so... Okay. So any die you get, you're going to be able to find a use for. Uh, so, yeah, having this kind of, of die manipulation where in, in a clutch moment, you always have the, a number you can use. I like that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Then, on top of that, the things that used to be acts of faith once upon a time in past editions are now considered sacred rites. So, uh, basically, this is kind of like doctrines a little bit mm-hmm. it's it's like a cross between doctrines and canticles of the omnissiah so if your entire army is adeptus Oratus, adeptus Oratus and or adeptus ministorum which all the sisters have both of those and then if you have priests penitent engines they have just the ministorum but they still count for this if every unit in the army has the adeptus Oratus and or adeptus ministorum faction keywords the unit gains an ability depending on which sac- sacred rite is active for your army. It's also a little bit like uh, free blade traits too. Yeah, because yeah. depending, you pick at the beginning of the game, you either pick one or roll for two. If okay. you roll the same one twice, too bad. You only get the effect of one, but they're both in play because there's a stratagem later that uses that called the battle right stratagem. Okay, so the six things you can pick from one is hand of the emperor. When a unit with a sacred right advances, add one to the advance roll. When you make a charge roll for a unit with a sacred right, add one to the result. If you're running a lot of Repentia, Penitent Engines, if you're, uh, Zephyrim, Seraphim, this is a great one because you're going to be moving across the board quickly and you're going to be making charges more than you would normally. Yeah. Well, and like if you drop something in through Deep Strike, then only having to roll an eight to, to make that deep that uh, that initial charge is is helpful. Yes. Uh, Spirit of the Martyr, number two. When a model with a sacred right is destroyed, roll a d6 before removing the model from play. On a five-up, the model can either shoot with one of its ranged weapons as if it's your shooting phase, or make one attack as if it were in the fight phase. If the model has a damage table, use the bottom row of that table when shooting or when fighting. So it basically makes you into a noise, kind of the noise marine music from the apocalypse ability, where when you die, you have a chance to get up and fight one last time. Third one, Aegis of the Emperor. When a deny the witch test is taken for a unit with this sacred rite, add three to the total. Huge, huge. <laughs> Especially when you when we get to the shield of faith ability, you'll see why. That, but that is this is potentially the strongest one here if you're playing against a psychic army. Well, and that's what I like about this that you can pick one or roll two. If you're playing Tau, you don't pick this one. You just roll for two, and you're probably good. Right. So, yeah. Number four, divine guidance. When resolving an attack with a made with a ranged weapon by a model with this sacred right, on an unmodified roll of six, the AP uh, characteristic of the weapon is improved by one. I like that. It's always good. Uh, the next one is the passion. When resolving an attack with a melee weapon by a model with a sacred right, unmodified hit roll of six scores one additional hit. Also, to wit, 
A miracle die is not a modifier or an inherently modified die, which means means if you roll a six and you pick a miracle die, that six is considered to be an unmodified roll of six. Nice. If you need an extra attack, you can get one. I like that. And then finally, Light of the Emperor, uh, you basically get They Shall Know No Fear. Whenever you uh, take a a morale test for this unit, you can re-roll the dice. Also, miracle dice... Um, take like miracle dice can't be re-rolled. So okay. like if you take if you use one as sure. part of a roll, you can't re-roll that. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, when re-rolling a die roll, new also once you roll and then you do a re-roll, you can't substitute. Like I don't like the the re-roll. I'm gonna sub a miracle dice. You have to do it when you first make the roll. To me, it's good. Like it's a good way on these uh, sacred rites. The fact that Spirit of the Martyr, the one that potentially allows you to shoot a set, you know, after you die, is probably the worst of the six. That, like, that's a good sign because even that's super useful. It's just contingent. Well, and also, all of them are all of them are useful. Though. Well, and especially like you think, hey, I get a miracle die if one of my units dies. Any or like yeah. if a character dies, that character can maybe pop up and keep yeah. fighting. So, all right, next Shield of Faith. This is an ability that's been in the army in some form or other for a while now. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Shield of Faith models with in this unit have a six up and vulnerable, which is nothing you can bank on, but it will save your bacon once in a while. Yeah. So it, it's still useful. Uh, and then, in addition, one model in this unit can attempt to resist one psychic power in your opponent's psychic phase in the same manner as a psyker by taking a deny the witch test. If that model is within 24 inches of the psychic or the enemy model manifesting that power. However, when you take that Deny the Witch test, you roll 1d6 instead of 2d6, which yeah. means most of the time the only thing you can stop is like a smite. Yeah. Or there's a couple like the warlock powers they introduced in uh, uh, Blood of the Phoenix or Phoenix Rising that yeah. uh, where you only need to cast them like a four. Sure. However, that's why Aegis of the Emperor, where you add three, means you are now rolling four through nine. Yeah. Which will cancel a lot of powers. Yeah, I mean, the only ones that you're not canceling at that point essentially like are smite, like Super like, Smite or the really big ones that you roll higher. Or if you're playing against like, you know, Zinch where like yeah. they get bonuses or like Orcs where it's like, yeah, there's 30 war- thirty boys near that weird boy. Yeah, you're not canceling that that jump right there. But you're getting, you're getting a majority of them though. Also, consider this army has, especially with the, the addition of Aegis of the Emperor, can cancel just about as many psychic powers as like a Zinch or Grey Knight's army. Yes. Everything in this army that has Shield of Faith, which is damn near all of it, can cancel, can deny yeah. one psychic power a turn. Yeah. So with Aegis of the Emperor, like, that's huge. Like, yeah, well, I mean, they're better. Well, okay, I'm going to say they're better. They're, they could potentially be almost as good or, uh, or better than like Sisters of Silence of shutting down psychic armies. Yes. Like, it's, they, you come to the table with like a Zinch army against this. You're gonna be facing an uphill battle, which is interesting. Yeah, and then finally, zealot, which a few units have, not a lot. Uh, when resolving an attack made with a melee weapon by a model in this unit, you may re-roll the hit, or you can re-roll the hit roll. Notice, not a failed hit roll, yep. any hit roll. So, like if they've got a m- minus one modifier to hit that you would have succeeded without the modifier, you can still re-roll it. Or if you've got um, the passion and you want more sixes, or yeah. Something. So, yeah. Whenever you made a charge move, were, were charged, or performed a heroic interaction. Nice. Mostly, this is going to be your penitent engines, repentia. I think maybe the pre, like the priests mm-hmm. and missionaries have have this to an extent. Nice. All right, it's so a good ability. Get, yeah, no, it, it, it's just a it's a good solid assault based ability. So, all right, so getting into 
Uh, the getting into actual units. Start off with the Canonists, which is one of your only like you've only got like three or four. Well, now that we've got some name more named HQs, but re- traditionally this is like your one main HQ choice mm-hmm. that you know generic HQ choice. Uh, and this is basically like your Space Marine Captain equivalent. Yep. Uh, stat line is movement six. I'm not going to read all the stat lines, but I just want to kind of give you a baseline here. Uh, so weapon skill two, ballistic skill two. Strength and toughness three. That's going to be true throughout this entire yes. army. Other yep. than a couple of units, this is all strength toughness three. Five wounds, four attacks, uh, three up armor, leadership nine. Uh, and it comes equipped. They, she comes equipped with a bolt, bolt pistol and chain sword. There's a lot of other options you can have. Like you can have a bolt gun and a power sword. And if you have a bolt gun and a power sword, which is what the uh, the model in the special edition box mm-hmm. has. You also get a rod of office, which for free, nice. which has another ability. Or you can take a condemner bolt gun, a or a pistol like an inferno pistol or a plasma pistol. Um, you can have instead of a chain sword, you can have a power sword or a blessed blade, which the blessed blade is basically plus two strength minus three AP D three damage. Nice. As opposed to you know power sword, which is a straight AP minus three your your strength and one damage. And if the model is equipped with a chain sword, so you can't put it on the unit here. Like in in this box, yeah. but if you're you if you have a chain sword instead of a power sword or a blessed blade, you can have a brazier of holy fire or a null rod. So uh, and that that's important. So it's like you can't build like this one monster canonist. You have there's some give and take on what you have. Yeah, uh, you always have a four pin volume. Oh, and she does have the axe of faith and sacred rites ability. Okay, uh, et, assume. From this point on, unless I mention otherwise, assume every unit I have I mention has Acts of Faith, Sacred Rites, and Shield of Faith. Okay. Uh, so she's got a four-up invuln. Uh, the Brazier of Holy Fire, which she can have if she's got a chain sword. Uh, while any models from your army have Braziers of Holy Fire are within six inches of any enemy demon units, subtract one from their leadership, like from the leadership of the demons. Okay. In addition, once per battle with Brazier, when this model fires Overwatch or is chosen to shoot with, it can unleash the Brazier's Holy Flames. When it does, select one enemy unit within 12 inches of this model. If firing Overwatch, you have to select a unit that uh, has declared okay. <laughs> declared a charge. And roll a d6. On a 2+, that enemy unit suffers d3 mortal wounds. Very Unless nice. they're a demon, they suffer d6. Very nice. I was I was going to say, I wanted want to make sure they specified that it's an Overwatching unit. Because I'm like, that's powerful if like... And I get Overwatch, and I'm going to burn you over there. No, nah, it, the, <laughs> okay. it has to be the, per- the thing that's charging you. Um, they have a lead to the righteous, which is basically the re-run, re-roll hit rolls of one for anybody in their order. Yep. Uh, the rod of office, if you have that, uh, the model has a rod of office, add three inches to that. So it's a nine-inch bubble nice. of re-roll ones, which is really good. And then finally, if you have a null rod, the unit cannot be targeted or affected by psychic powers. Period. Wow. In addition, while any models from your army that have null rods are within 18 inches of any enemy psychers, subtract one from psychic and deny the witch test taken from those enemy models. Whew. And then you stack that with like Aegis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you can you can build an army that can just shut down psychic powers. That's awesome. Yeah, I could definitely see there being you having multiple canonesses. Yes. And potentially equipped differently. Yeah, or... equip one with the null rod, one with the rod of office. Yeah. Yeah. Just to just to get everything. Which I like the fact that you have to make those choices. Yes. That you can't just tack on everything to one you and can't have, have the super, super character. character. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, Celestine. Speaking of super characters. Super, super <laughs> I'm not going to touch about Celestine too much because she has not really changed. She's still awesome. She is still awesome. Uh, the main thing is uh, she ha- she has her bodyguards, which are technically a separate unit. They come back every turn if she's alive. or As long as the unit has been wiped, she can bring one back or heal its damage. And the first time she dies, you roll two d six, or you roll a d six on a two up. She comes back as close to, as possible to where she died. On a on a what now? She on, comes on, up on a two on, up? on a two up, and yes, okay. it's possible to roll a one twice in a row. Okay, okay. Uh, listeners to our Renegade Open episode will know <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> Normally, she comes back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's also just a beast because she's got a heavy flamer and a sword that makes her strength seven. Yeah, no, she is she's a beast. She's a combat monster. No, she is she is. And up until now, she was like, it's like you ran a Canonist and Celestine. Mm-hmm. That was your two HQs for your battalion. Yeah. Because, like, why would you run anything else? Because she was awesome. And she does. She is not order specific, which does mean she uh, will not benefit from, like, that reroll ones yep. or anything. But she does have, like, again, Acts of Faith, Sacred Right. So she'll have, like, all the goodies. She doesn't. Does she not? Does she break the the sacred rights thing? Like, or since she's not no sacred rights because she or, still has adeptus ministorum and adeptus okay. sororitas. Okay. She doesn't prevent you from getting an order trait. Okay, that's that's but, she, yeah, but because she has say she is she has the right keywords okay. to get you. She doesn't interfere with sacred rights. Okay. God, that would suck. She, well, that's what I'm saying because I know it's like you have to be. Well, it's like because I know that's the that's the case where like some characters don't belong to these. Usually, they have a thing where it's like. This one doesn't count for that. Right, and they have that, like, when they get to the actual orders, they have a whole checklist of, like, what doesn't count. Good, good, good. Okay. All right, next up, the Triumph of St. Catherine, which is also order agnostic. Yes. Um, So this one's interesting. It is a character. It is an HQ. It has 18 wounds because it's on a nice base. And it's, it's like, like seven people on it. It's insane. And it is armed (laughs) with six bolt pistols. Which again, if you didn't hadn't seen the model, you'd have this weird idea of this well, then, like multi armed monstrosity. I remember we saw the the preview for this, or like the 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 data sheet for this, and we were like, "What is this? <laughs> like, this doesn't make any sense." No, it's six people with bolt pistols. Oh, okay, well, no, it makes more sense now. <laughs> so it's six bolt pistols, the martyr sword, relic weapons, and then frag and crack grenades. It is unique. Yeah, dear God, it better be. Oh God. Um, so, uh, and it, again, it's strength three, toughness three, weapon ballistic skill three. Uh, it has 14 attacks base. Uh, th- those degrade as it, as, as, sure. it, as it loses. And it basically degrades, it drops down at nine wounds and then again at four. And that's where it goes like from 14 to eight to six. So what you need to do for this one is you need to magnetize all of the people on the base and just pull them off when you get See, that. That's the cool. <laughs> well, and especially when we get to some of the rules on this. So it's got a four up in Vuln. And you subtract one from hit rolls against it. <laughs> like I said, this is crazy in the best ways for 40k. Yeah. <laughs> um, morale test taken for friend- friendly Adeptus Sororitas units within six inches. Auto pass. Nice. Um, it cannot embark upon a transport because it's six people hauling around a sarcophagus. <laughs> followed by like a half dozen cherubs. <laughs> and then here's here's the real power of this thing and what where it gets weird and cool as if it wasn't already right <laughs> it's got five relics oh and the thing with the martyr sword and the relic weapon so the martyr sword is plus three strength minus three ap two damage Oof. Uh, but when the bear when when the triumph fights you can't make more than four attacks with it because that represents one of the people one of the mo- yeah 
And then the the other relic weapons are plus two strength, minus one AP, one damage. So still not bad. Still right? good, yeah. I mean, and, and again, so you're going to get ten attacks with those and four with the... Oh my god, that's so great. Uh, but here's the thing. So there's also another... In the in the damage chart, there's a listing for relics. It goes from five to two to one. So the model has a number of relics as detailed in the damage table above. Each relic grants the model an ability... Uh, you can only have one of each relic, and it is a list of five. So you have all of them if you're at full health. And then as you suffer wounds that cause, once you hit damage, a damage band or have to drop them, you choose which relics you don't have anymore, and then eventually you'll be down to one relic. But the abilities include one relic gives you a free miracle die at the start of your turn. One, uh, during your shooting phase, roll a d6 for each enemy unit within six inches of this model, adding one to the result if it's a Psyker, and one if the unit is Chaos, and those stack. <laughs> On a five up, so four up if you're Psyker or Chaos, three up if you're both, uh, the unit takes d3 mortal wounds. Why do they hate demons so much? I can't imagine. Sorry. <laughs> uh, add one to hit rolls for attacks made with melee weapons by models in friendly Adeptus Oritas units while they're units within six inches of this model. So this thing is like the ultimate buff machine. Oh, right yeah. And, but also really good at, at hating on things that sisters hate. Um, once per phase, you can perform an act of faith for a friendly unit within six inches that has the acts of faith ability, even if you've already performed an act of faith this turn. Oh, nice. This phase. Okay, that's super cool. So, yeah, so you'll always get have the ability to do two. And it is within six inches of itself, so it can act in faith for itself if it wants. And then Simulacrum of the Argent Shroud, when you perform an act of faith for a friendly model unit while it's within six inches of this model, you can change the die value by one, either increase or decrease, maxing out at six, lowering at one. So you can't roll a sure. seven, you can't roll a zero, but... Uh, you can do that, although it's not cumulative with any other abilities that do the same thing. So they're trying to make sure that you can manipulate your Miracle Dice a little bit, but not a ton. But still, Triumph of St. Catherine is just a ridiculous beast of a unit. And uh, just to let you know, that is 185 points. That is super worth it. <laughs> yeah, like that's the the amount of buff that that throws out for your army I mean, it almost seems like it's an auto include. Yeah, <laughs> like it just it seems because you're gonna it just helps synergize so well with the army. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, next up, Junitharuta, which is the uh, the one we couldn't agree on pronouncing. And if you've seen this model, this is the floating war pulpit, like the big d- double eagle war pulpit with the flamers on the bottom. And uh, she now, unlike the others, she does have an order trait. She is fixed for order of our martyred lady. Okay. So if you are playing her, you are playing order. To, you have to have her in an order of our martyred lady if you want to get benefit. Sure. And also, like her abilities work better with a martyred lady. Absolutely. Um, she's got a ten inch move, uh, seven wounds because of the pulpit, uh, four toughness okay. because of her ride. Um, she's armed with uh, dual heavy flamers. Yep. And not a twin heavy flamer, two separate. Two separate so, heavy flamers. So she can nice. fire them in different directions. And then uh, the Mace of Castigation, which is plus two strength, minus one AP, two damage. Uh, for up invuln, reroll hit rolls of one and wound rolls of one for attacks made by models in friendly martyred lady units while within six inches. So she's a lieutenant and a captain. Very nice. Um, her pulpit gives uh, improves the uh, Shield of Faith saves. For all sororitas around here, by within a six-inch bubble, by one, so they go up from a six-up nice. to a five-up, or a four-up if they already have something. They can never get better than a four-up. That's that's huge. And then it can't explode. 
but it'll never do more than one mortal wound. Uh-oh. And only with two units within three inches. So it can explode, but it's not... explode. Yeah. But if you're going to play Armored Lady, she's, she might well be, I don't know, maybe an auto-take, but she's a real strong contender. Yeah, being able to reroll hits and wounds is huge. Like, yeah. That's, and yeah. with a movement of ten, she's keeping up. I assume she has the fly keyword. She does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's got the fly keyword. And that one reroll hit rolls one, wound rolls one, that's just all martyred lady units, not just infantry. Yeah. Whereas like her shield of faith boost is just, just, just infantry. Like you could park her near an ec- a couple exorcists and yeah. and reroll ones to wound and yes. and ones to hit. That's fantastic. And then finally, the Missionary, which is our uh, last HQ unit. And this is basically your HQ-level priest. Uh, you can only have one Missionary in a detachment if your army's battleforged. Also, this unit does not have Acts of Faith, yep. Sacred Rites, or Shield of Faith. He, he's not a sister. He does not have these. He does have a 4-up invuln. He does add one to the attack's characteristic of any Ministorum infantry or Astra Militarum infantry. Because he's the same as the priest. Okay. Like the priests that they have. Very nice. Uh, within six inches. And then uh, he's got a word of the emperor, roll a d6. Uh, when an Adeptus Ministorum model flees while its unit's within six inches of any uh, friendly, basically within a, six inches of a missionary, uh, on a four up, that model does not flee. And so that, so like if you have three, like if you fail your morale test by three, yeah. you roll three dice and see if how many of them stick around. Very nice. So yeah, that's, that, that's very nice. And he does have Zealot. Not really great weapon options. Sure. I mean, he's not a combat character. He's got a. He can take a shotgun, a chainsword, a auto gun. Last, but he's not. He is a buff character, not a combat character. But if he gets into a fight, he'll try to. He'll try to hit his best. Yeah. Well, and the other thing I'll point out as well is that this is the only entry for missionary. There's no named. Yeah, your Jacobus is retired. Well, technically, like if you read the old codexes, like the second edition codex yeah. of the first time he showed up, he was dead before that codex. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he's got like great names from history, and then they're like, ah, let's make a model yeah. for him. But what's really cool though is that you can still kit out a missionary with his you, equipment, so you, you can, can have the shotgun the model, and the chainsword. Yeah. yeah, you can kind of yeah, you can use him. Then we get into the battles. Now, like, are your one troop's choice? Yeah. You're going to use a lot of these because this is what this is it. <laughs> this is it. And pretty much they're equipped similar to Space Marines. Uh, you can, although there's no limit on unit size before you can have a special and a heavy weapon. So you can have special and heavy in a minimum, in a five-sister squad. Nice. Uh, so you can have a special weapon instead of a bolt gun, a heavy weapon, or another special weapon. So you could have, like... A flamer and a melt gun, or you could okay. have uh, like or two you, heavy bolters. Well, no, you can't do two or, heavy bolters. You can oh, do okay. like you can either do two specials or a special and a and heavy. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Um, the sister spear can have weapons from the melee weapon list uh, or from the ranged weapon list. Which let's see, the lists for that are actually at the end. Are you sure they're at the end? They're not at the <laughs> beginning. I know that. I oh, hear they're they're at okay. the end of the. So, like for the ranged weapon list. So she can have like combi like so your superior can combi have combi weapons. weapons. Storm bolter and stuff like that. Uh, no sure. storm oh, bolter. No That's bolter? a storm bolter's considered a special, so okay. you can have a you can have a storm bolter in the squad. Okay. But she can't take one. But she can't take one. Um Okay. But like being able to take a combi float combi flamer or combi yeah. melta with it with this army is is great. So I mean you could have three flamers basically in a squad. Nice. Or three melta guns or a melta gun, multi melta and combi melta. Fun for Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, 
Two things this unit can have is a Simulacrum Imperialis, which yep. does not cost any extra points as far as I've been able to determine. It's just a thing they can have. And I apologize if you hear page turning sounds. I know that drives some people nuts. Oh no, I take it back. Simulacrum Imperialis is a five five, five point, point upgrade. upgrade. Okay. So so that's a five point upgrade, and then there's an incensor cherub that you can take, which is also a five point upgrade. Yeah. So the Simulacrum Imperialis, a lot of units have this, so this is what it does, and it's the same thing for every unit. Um, if a model of this unit has a Simulacrum Imperialis, then once per phase you can perform an act of faith, even if you've already performed an act of faith. Very so nice. this unit can always, like if you have a Simulacrum, this unit can always do an act of faith every phase, even if you've already used one somewhere else. Very nice. Um, and then the Incensor Cherub. Uh, if this unit has an incensor cherub, then once per battle at the beginning of the phase, that uh, the incensor cherub can intercede. If it does, that cherub is removed from play, and you gain one miracle die. Roll two d6 when you do so. Choose which one to keep. The miracle die you, ca- you gain can only be used to perform an act of faith for this unit and only in that phase. At the end of the phase, the die has not been used its lot. So it doesn't go into your pool. Okay. So but yeah. it's basically it's a one-shot... I need a miracle die. I'm going to roll two dice, take the best take one the for best whatever I'm use doing, it right away. and use it right away. I'm starting to see what will become, what might become an issue of just bookkeeping of dice and stuff. Yeah, because I know have, I chuck my dice around on the yeah, table. You're gonna all the time, have, so. Yeah, you're going to have. Yeah, if you're playing this army, you're going to have like you're going to have your miracle pool. You're going to want to keep that yep. clearly set aside, and because you have to keep them showing yes. what the values they have on them. You can't just grab them and re-roll them. Yeah, because you do that, you screwed yourself. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That that is going to have to be just like a, a muscle memory learning yeah. thing for a lot of players. Because I I know I I fiddle around with my dice throughout the game and stuff. So yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> so like if you use dice tray or a special little box, yep. I would set them in there and absolutely. And would also yeah. how thematic would that be? Just have like this little special like get a little metal felt like velvet lined box or something. For so your there are device. a bunch of. Uh, on like some of the 3D printing sites, there's a bunch of like dice containers for like Sisters of Battle and stuff. So uh, yeah. that that's this that's <laughs> perfect for this because you want to set those aside. But for here, these would never go in that pool. They're just like it goes I, right there. Yeah, you just yeah. basically set it down and use it right away. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And so you basically, you know, the cherub gets that once per game. Five points. To, five points to like get a clutch die. That's pretty good. And if you have the simulacrum, you can do that. And like, even if somebody else has done it, it's like, yeah, but you have to declare at the beginning of the phase. So it's sure. not, it's not like I need to hit, like, I need to get all the hits I can against this unit. Sure. I, you have to burn it at the beginning. So, okay. so, so you, there's a little bit of strategy with that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. You have to I kind like of plan that. it out. And they do say like if a unit with a cherub, you want to have a little cherub model with it. Sure. But it doesn't count as part of the unit for anything. Yeah, it's like a familiar or some of the other. Yeah, it just has to, and it has to stay with. If you have a model with it, then you it, has to, it has to stay within yeah. two inches of uh-huh. the unit, kind of like an armorium cherub or any sure. yeah, like a familiar something like that. Um, preachers, which are basically the elite version of your missionaries, they are not limited to one per okay. one per detachment. They also have zealot. They are always armed with last pistol chainsword. They have no weapon options. Um, and then uh, their thing, they have the same Warhams ability, so they boost the number of attacks you have. And then Icon of the Ecclesiarchy, while any preacher units from this ar- from your army within six inches of any enemy Chaos units, subtract one from the Chaos units' leadership. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Yeah, not yeah. sure. Yeah. And there were like one PL. Let's see, Last, pa- last Pistol and Chainsword are free upgrades. Yeah. Uh, that is a... Let's see, Elites... 
Do preacher. He's a thirty point model. Okay. So it's like if you have the points left over and you can't think of anything else to drop in, he's like he's a cheap add in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Alright, uh Gemini Superior, these are the bodyguards for Celestine. Um they basically they don't take up a slot for Celestine and they take wounds for Celestine. However, they've kind of changed how it worked how it was worded. It used to be like for every wound Celestine took they had you had like roll to see if the wound shunted onto onto the Gemini. Now it works a little differently. When a friendly Celestine model within three inches of this unit would lose any wounds as a result of an attack made against that model, the unit can attempt to intercept that attack. Roll one d six on a two up. That model, so Celestine, does not lose those wounds, and the unit suffers one mortal wound for each of those wounds. Okay. Okay. Which means if Celestine would have been hit with like a four wound attack, like yeah. it would take she four like damage. Alaskan or something. Right. Yeah. Then you can have this Gemini jump in the way, but they only have two wounds each. They're dead. They'll right. both die. Because it's not a model. So as a, it's the unit that loses the wounds. Quick little sidetrack here. For Tau shield drones or drone intercept abilities, it converts it to one mortal wound? Or does right. It Basically sport- what happens is you with with Tau shield drones, especially the way yeah. they've been FAQ'd now, the shield drone basically stops the attack. You never okay. the you damage never wound. damage never gets applied. Instead, the drone takes a wound. Okay, it takes a mortal wound. In this case, they interrupt the attack. Damage has already been determined. This is and where then they she, eat that damage. Yeah, she's our, We already know Celestine is losing X number of wounds from this one attack. They jump in the way okay. and eat and take the wounds instead. This is way off traffic because this is months down the line, but I would like to see that fix applied to shield drones because I think that would help balance them out. Because then you're chewing through shield drones and you're not just like eating, you're not eating big attacks and just losing one. You might lose multiple. Yeah. I actually really like that. I actually, yeah. It's less powerful, but it feels more thematic. Right. And I assume that if there's, you get a five wound last cannon, you kill both Gemini, then right. any excess spills over to Celestine? No. Oh, no. okay. No, Interesting. They, okay. No, they, the, Celestine does not lose the will wounds, not take any wounds and the no. unit, okay. but this unit takes like would take five mortal wounds. Okay, but because it's a separate unit, then they're just, then they're just still back. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Okay. No, I like that a lot. That's that's neat. I like that. All right, next we get up to Sisters Repentia. This is actually broken into two data sheets. There's Repentia and the, there's the Sisters Repentia and the Repentia Superior. These are both elites, but they're two different slots. Although, if you have any Sisters Repentia units. The Repentia Superior does not take up a slot. Interesting. Okay. But she is a separate character. So once upon a time, she was basically the sergeant equivalent for this unit. But because she is equipped very differently and behaves very differently, it, they made, decided it made more sense to have her be her own thing. So like starting in the index. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So uh, first the sisters Repentia, because they're kind of like, they are the meat of the unit. Um, again, they have all the standard abilities, plus they have Zealot. Yeah. So they've got their Shield of so, And it's a good thing they have Shield of Faith, because they have a 7-up armor otherwise. <laughs> they have a 6-up Invuln. Yeah. For what, when it matters. But they also have Zealot, so when they charge or were charged, they're re-rolling all their hit rolls. One wound each? Uh, one wound each. Yeah. Uh, two attacks base. Um, they are armed with Penitent Eviscerators, which uh, double their strength. So their strength 6, AP minus 3, 2 damage. But because they're big, unwieldy weapons, they subtract one to hit. So they're hitting on fours. Okay. Uh, martyrdom, when this unit is destroyed, other than in the morale phase. So if they run away, it doesn't count. But if the unit's destroyed in, in combat, you gain a miracle die. 
Okay. Because they want to die. That is their goal. You know, they they failed the order somehow, so they need to go uh, purify themselves in death. And they die well. Yes. <laughs> However, when a model in this unit would lose a wound, roll a 1d6 on a 5-up, the wound is not lost. So okay. they have a 5-up, feel no pain. So they basically are, like, better poxwalkers. Way better oh, poxwalkers. Yeah, yeah. Now... Here's where the Repentia Superior comes in. First off, she is not armed with Eviscerators. Uh, she also has four wounds and a three-up armor. So, because she's in full power armor. Uh, she is armed with uh, Neural Whips, which uh, is uh, just strength user, so three strength. But if you're attacking a unit that has a leadership characteristic no higher than seven, then uh, add one to the wound roll. So she's better at wounding low leadership units, okay. which is a little weird, but it, it it's she's always they've always had something with the whips where it keys off of leadership. So okay, interesting. And then she is also let's see, and she can be equipped with a bolt pistol. Which why wouldn't you? It's a free upgrade. <laughs> uh, and then her abilities, her besides the uh, the not taking up a slot and having all the standard sisters abilities. Uh, driven onwards, you can re-roll advance and charge rolls made for friendly sisters or Penchi within six inches of this model, which is huge. You can re-roll wound rolls of one for attacks made with melee weapons by friendly Repentia units with, while they're within six inches of this model. Oh, yeah. Now, the tricky part here is on the positioning. You have to be within six inches during the fight phase, and because she's a separate model, you have you... to roll her charge separately. So you have yeah. to kind of leave an avenue or path for her to get in. Or be charging something that's close enough that it doesn't matter. Yeah. So positioning is going to be kind of key with her. But uh, Repentia are a decent close combat unit. They're not the best one in this book. But uh, having the five up feel no pain gives them a lot more resilience too. Well, and the double strength is super important. Because there's very few things in this army that aren't strength three. So the ability to have them get in and wound things that are higher toughness is is definitely something you, you need. Right. So, uh, yeah, so, and with doing two damage, with how much Primaris are starting to become a thing, mm-hmm. and doing two damage is very useful. Yes, so you, very so you definitely want to have that. Uh, Celestians, these are, these are basically kind of like your veterans. Mm-hmm. They're co- cross-moving veterans and bodyguards, because they do both. Um, so, uh, they've got the bodyguard, which lets them basically do the same thing that Gemini do, but they can do it for any character from their order. So okay. they can basically bodyguard a canonist. But again, it's the same thing. They intercept the attack. That on a two up, the attack stops, but they take the or the the damage doesn't happen. But the unit takes one mortal wound. So like okay. again, the whole squ- like a whole squad of five could get wiped out by one last cannon shot okay. if they all jumped in the way. Um, you can re-roll all hits. You can re-roll hit rolls for attacks made by models in this unit within six inches of any friendly order cannonists. Okay. So not just ones, but just like they're near the nice. canonists, so they, but specifically canonists. Yeah, yes. yeah. And then they also have a simulacrum and an incensor chair. So okay. again, and they can have, uh, they're equipped much the same way they have, like they can take one special weapon, one heavy or special weapon. They're basically equipped the same way as a sister squad. It's just they're like superior sister sure. squads. Otherwise their stat line. Oh, one other thing. Sister, battle, standard battle sisters have a weapon skill of four. Yes. Celestians have a weapon skill of three. So they're just okay. they're so better. They're, yeah, and better they have, fighting. and Celestians have one better attack, one better leadership. Okay. 
So veterans, yeah. Yeah, so, so, yeah, yeah, again, so veteran versions. Yeah, okay. Celestians yeah. Are, are, yeah, they're basically just veterans. Now we get into uh, another elite, which is the Zephyrim Squad, which is a new unit, and it's going to be an alternate build from the multi-part Seraphim box they're yeah. going to be releasing. So the army box that they have right now does not make this unit yet. There's nothing that matches this quite yet. Uh, and the thing about Zephyrim is, unlike Seraphim, where they're all like double pistol, Zephyrim are all uh, bolt pistol power sword. Okay. And then the uh, the Sister Superior can take a plasma pistol instead of a bolt pistol. Okay. But if she keeps the power pistol, or if she keeps the bolt pistol, then there's a uh, an upgrade called a Zephyrim pennant. Like okay. a banner that she yeah. can take. And let's see, does that have a cost to it? Because if it costs the same as a... So it costs five, which happens to be the same cost as a plasma pistol. Sure. So either way, it's like... Now, you don't have to take the pennant. So if sure. you want to run a little bit cheaper, we're talking five points here. Yeah. Um, so okay, their thing is they have Rapturous Blows, which let, lets them re-roll all attacks Ooh. in melee. So okay. Like all melee attacks get re-rolled. Or no, I take that back. Rewind. That I didn't read that right. When resolving an attack made by a melee weapon by a model in this unit, you can re-roll the wound roll. Oh, that's so sh- much better. They have shred, basically. Oh, that's so much better. <laughs> when you are a strength three mo- unit... Yeah. Now, granted, you're also doing that with power swords. Which oh, is, that's that's dynamite. Yeah, so re-rolling wound rolls. Uh, they can deep strike, so they've got the nine-inch charge. Eight-inch if you have the Hand of the Emperor ability. Yeah, to, or if you keep Miracle Dice and they're like, yeah. here you go, we're yeah. in. <laughs> nice. Uh, angelic visage mm. their shield of faith ability is improved by one so they have a five up in Ooh. and seraphim have the same thing sure. so that's that's yeah. kind of been a standard thing for them and then finally if you do take that pennant instead of taking a plasma pistol you can re-roll charge rolls made for order any order units within six inches of the of a unit with a zephyrin pennant so they buff everybody around them so you don't order. want to take the plasma pistol you want the pennants <laughs> yeah like oh, one shot man. with the plasma pistol is, is not worth it not worth it <laughs> Being that able to works. re-roll your charges oh, and re-roll your wound rolls—that's amazing. Yeah, that's really good. You definitely were always going to want to take the pennant. Yeah, and yeah, just to be able—that's so good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, next up, the Dialogus, which the what used to be the worst model in 40k, the absolute worst-looking, big old round mouth, uh, and just not has been replaced with. A really awesome looking new model. Um, like the Holy DJ, basically. Yeah, did they... I'm trying to see if they've got... Yes. I know they released yes, it. they do. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, she's now, like... She's got, a, like, a Lod Haler, like, at her neck. Like, yeah. But then she's also got, like, a... Like, a, almost like a floating... Uh, speaker. Yeah, floating yeah. speaker, but also... Uh, brain, go away. Uh, the th- lectern. Okay. Yeah, she's got like a floating lectern with a speaker <laughs> built into it. Her staff has a little speaker built yeah. in, but like she and she's like holding up. It's so it's got some of the elements of the old one because the old one was holding up a scroll yeah. and had a staff with a speaker on it. But this new one looks but done with thirty years of des- of design aesthetic and, and, and high end <laughs> like CAD's you know computer sculpting techniques. Yeah, she looks so much better. Um, her thing is, uh, she's basically like she's an elite character. Um. Add one to the leadership characters if any Sororitas units within six inches of her. Okay. Uh, spiritual uh, fortitude. When a model would uh, lose a wound as a result of a mortal wound in the psychic phase, basically you get a five-up feel-no-pain against wounds from psychic. Okay. So that could be useful. 
And then stirring rhetoric, when you perform an act of faith for a model or unit within six inches of any friendly models of this ability, you can increase or decrease the value of one miracle die by one. Oh, that's huge. But does not stack with, like, the Triumph of St. Catherine. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. Because then, I'll, yeah, now all of a sudden you have a wider spectrum to work with. That's, right. That's really and useful. And she costs, do, 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 a uh, Dialogus, 35 points. Wow. I could definitely see dropping her into, into an army. Uh, the Hospitaller, this is basically your Apothecary, mm-hmm. does the exact same thing as an Apothecary. They're very useful. I, I yeah, love very good. Although, yeah. she's on a huge base now. Yeah. Because she's on this like huge decorative base with like, a fallen sister on it. Which is a really neat diorama, but I'd I'd love to have her as an option where it's just her on the base. Okay. Maybe she the kit might have that. Yeah, too. maybe it will. Because like I know that the uh, Primaris Apothecary does have like the body of a space marine, but it's not like the full body, and it's like it, it's a normal and it fits on 30, like a forty mil forty mil base. Yeah, their characters so, yeah. are on forties, so it's like she's on a thirty two mil base. Because I like putting her up in ruins with like because I have one. But uh-huh. It's like the old model, and it's on a twenty five mil base. This is easily on a 40 or maybe even a 50. Yeah. Yeah, it's I hope a that's neat not model, a... though, but... Yeah, I, I just hope that base is is fixable. Yeah. Or, you know, swap-outable. But considering you are a tough three <laughs> army, models are going to die. Oh, yeah. And so having... Being, like, I get a lot of value from being able to bring one back on a, you know, on a, on a four-up. Or no, this the, it used to be on a forum. Now it's just like at the end of your movement phase, just, just bring back a model. Bring back a model. Awesome. That's super useful. Yeah. Like I said, I put those with a unit of retributors with like heavy bolters. So I'm getting a heavy bolter back every turn. That is That's, super, yeah, very useful. Yeah. Uh, the Imagifier. So this was a unit. We weren't really sure what was going to happen with this because originally yes. like in one of the earlier codexes, the Imagifier took the place of taking a Simulacrum Imperialis. Which now, since every all these units can now take them and it's built in, we're trying to figure out how is this going to work with... So now this is... Uh, and if you've seen this model, and I think they have it in the model section here. Uh, yeah, here we go. Where she's basically holding like a big marble stat, like statue of a battle sister. Yeah. This basically is the same as like a Vexilla Praetor from the uh, Adeptus Custodes. Which is super useful. So <laughs> when you during deployment, after you've set up this model on the battlefield, select one of the following tails, and she basically so she basically you create a six inch bubble of some buff or other. One is tail of the faithful. You can re-roll deny the witch tests taken for models in order units while this unit is within six inches of any friendly models with that ability. So basically, if you have a unit within six inches of this model or of the Imagifier, you can re-roll those deny the witch saves. Which again, with Aegis the Emperor. Could be really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tale of the Stoic. Weapons with an armor penetration characteristic of negative one are treated as armor characteristic zero, uh, AP zero against you. Ooh, okay. Which, when you are a, a power armor three army, being able to shrug off things like or like uh, intercessor bolt rifles that are at minus one, that's, that's very useful. Well, it's just so much AP minus one floating around now with like just space marines in general of... The uh, Devastator Doctrine is just getting yeah. AP minus one, so that being able to shrug that off is good. Yes. And then finally, Tale of the Warrior, add one to the strength characteristic of models in order units while within six inches. And that's huge, because again, you again, if you're doing, strength, a, yeah, if you're doing like an, a, again, like Zephyrim, Seraphim, Repentia, you've got, you basically just keep this model moving yeah. up with them. Yeah, that's good. That's super flexible. I like that. Yeah. 
Uh, now we get into the Ecclesiarchy Battle Conclave. These are character, or these are units that we've seen in the past. They're always kind of accompanying priests, and in fact, none of these take up slots in a detachment if it contains anything with the Ministorm Priest keyword. Oh, nice! Which uh, does include uh, missionaries and preachers. Okay, good. So, like, you could take a cheap preacher, and then suddenly you can just throw these in, and they don't count toward your slots. You've got Crusaders, which are basically Power Sword Storm, Sh- Storm Shield. Yep. And we have a new, and we have a, an awesome Crusader model now. It takes to uh, Blackstone. Blackstone. For, uh, the, uh, I think in Escalation yep. they added it. Uh, and they have, ze- so they have Zealot and they have the five up against uh, Psychic Phase Mortal Wounds. Nice. Uh, then you've got Death Cult Assassins, which have Zealot, a five up and vulnerable save, and four attacks base with Power Swords. They are blenders yeah. <laughs> and then each unit so like crusaders you get a unit of two death cult assassins you get a unit of two then we have arkle flagellants which you have in the new plastic in the new box now you get a unit of three um they have zealot berserk killing machines which they just have a five up feel no pain which is good because they have an armor save of seven yep <laughs> <laughs> but again these are things that are just meant to go out and die so you're telling me that walking onto a 40k battlefield without any armor or clothes on is a bad idea? Generally, yes. Okay. Generally, yeah. best. Yeah, generally, not okay, a good idea. But they have two attacks base. The you can upgrade one of them to an endurant, which gives it three three attacks instead. Okay. Uh, they have two wounds each, also. But yeah, two okay. attacks, three attacks for the endurant, and uh, their arco flails do d3 hit rolls instead of one for every okay. attack. So they can. So you send them in like hordes and just yeah. try to beat on them. And you can take them in units of up to 10. Nice. That's a lot. That's a lot yeah. of attacks. <laughs> and Arcoflagellants are cheap as chips, I'm sure. Uh, they are 13 points apiece and their flails are free. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. So 130 for a unit for a of 10. One, for a 2 win model with a lot of attacks? Yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> that doesn't take up a slot if you throw in a 30 point preacher. That's, yeah, that's super not bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dominions, now we're getting into fast attack. Dominions are the special weapon squad, and their thing is they can take up to four special weapons. So, like, four flamers, four melt-a-guns, four storm bolters, or a mix mm-hmm. mix of all of those. The Dominion Superior can be equipped with, like, can be equipped like the Sister Superior and a Battle Sister Squad. So, like, I have a unit of Dominions that is four melt-a-guns and a Sister, and a sister Superior with a combi, combi melta. I wonder what they do. Yeah, they burn. <laughs> they burn down vehicles, real fa- or monsters. So, like I did um, in my Alpha Legion army for Renegade, I, I took a unit of Chosen, which would be equivalent here, uh, with all combi combi bolters and com- or combi melts. And yeah, they got work done. Yeah, <laughs> they died every game, but they got work done. Yes, and mine usually do too. Uh, their thing is they have a uh, they have a vanguard move, so. Uh, uh, they can move as if it's remove and fate like top scout of the game. Move, they get, yeah. yeah, they get a nine scout move. However, it does not appear that they pass that along to transports anymore. because uh, that's usually because they used to. Yeah, you wanted to, you'd stick them in a rhino for that little extra protection. Or, or I put them in a multi melt emulator. <sighs> so I mean, if you so were rush for, up a nine, if you're going for theme, I guess. <laughs> but like rush up a nine an emulator nine inch, nine extra inches and then Ooh. and then on my turn and then, and then move to and then melt a melt a melt a melt a melt a melt a yeah. <laughs> So it does not look like they carry that over. Uh, we'll have to see if that gets FAQ'd because yeah. that that is a major loss for yeah me, having to be on foot. But uh, are there stratagems to like deep strike units? Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get to that. Okay. So okay. Uh, uh, next up, Seraphim. Uh, Seraphim are your classic uh, jump troops for them. 
armed with double pistols, except for the uh, Sister Superior, who can have a uh, bolt, uh, either a chain sword or a power sword instead of one of her bolt pistols, and can trade the other one for a plasma pistol. Nice. Uh, they have the same angelic visage, so they've got the, the improved shield of faith save, they can deep strike, and really their thing is lots of pistol shots, or they can take inferno pistols, so they can basically have melt of pistols, or which are strength eight melt. They're not like reduced strength melt pistols like they used to be. Oh, that's they're so full good. melt yeah. pistols. You just have to be within three inches to, to get, get the melt me- range. I like that. Or they can have hand flamers, which is like you can have up to two of them have either dual hand flamers or dual inferno nice. pistols in the squad. Uh, I love hand flamers because being able to unload with four d six hand flamer shots. I mean, yeah. it, it, that also gets work done. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, now we're getting into heavy support, big guns, uh, exorcist. The exorcist, uh, has seen a major point jump. I think it's jumped about like 60 to 70 points. Uh-huh. I think, I, or it was like 110. It's now 170. So yeah, okay. about 60 points, but a, it added a heavy bolter, which is a, a good change. Having yes. a second gun is nice. Also, and it's still strength eight or it's still straight, uh, toughness eight, 12 wounds, which is great. Yeah. And something it did not have before. It had Shield of Faith. Now it has Acts of Faith and Sacred Rites. Ooh. So, so it, ha- it can benefit from all the things that the rest of the army can have. So that's, that is great right there. Yeah. Uh, but here's the other thing. The gun, the, the main weapon changed quite a bit because you've got two options now. Okay. You have the Exorcist Conflagration Rockets, which are your uh, anti-infantry rockets. Whereas the Exorcist used to only have 1d6 shots. The Conflagration Rockets are heavy 3d6. Ooh, so much better. <laughs> uh, strength 5, AP minus 2, 1 damage. You can burn squads of, like, guardsmen to... You know, you'll burn them yeah. down. And because... That's the other thing. This has the Axe of Faith ability. You will get a Miracle Die if you do that. I like it. Then there's the Exorcist Missile Launcher, which is more the classic Exorcist Launcher. It did lose an AP. It's now only AP 3 rather than AP minus 4. But it's heavy 3d3, so no more than no less than 3 and nice. up to 9 shots. Nice. On average, it's going to be 6, which is still way better than it used to be. Yeah. And then Strength 8, AP minus 3, D6 damage. Do you have to pick between the two? You, it can either be equipped with one or the other. It's not okay. like alternate fire okay. modes. Okay. God, that would be fit. Right. They, yeah, I'm like, that would be amazing. But okay. No, no you have to you have to equip it with one or the other. That's what I figured, but I wanted to make sure. <laughs> um, honestly, because this army has so many flamers available and other things, I don't think you necessarily need the anti-infantry firepower. Yeah. You need, you, you need the anti-vehicle power. I mean, absolutely. you've got access to Melta, but you need... To be this. able to, to be able to do this because what's the range on those 40? 48 inches, it's like yeah. last cannon range. To be able to do that at range and and take out high strength or high toughness uh, targets at range, that's one of your few options, right? Uh, I mean, with a good set of rolls. I mean, granted, it'd have to be a really good set of rolls, but with a good set of rolls, you can drop a knight with one of these. When you mm-hmm. have like, if you have like eight attacks and let's say. Eight attacks, wound on maybe, like, like hit with most of them, wound with, like, maybe five of them, and get some good damage. Like, if you don't kill the knight, you can cripple it. With a well, good and again, you set the cannonist right there in between them, so you're re-rolling ones. You yeah. Know. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then, oh, I need I need to make sure, and again, I don't think, unfortunately, you know, damage rolls. So it's like, I need, because it's not a wound roll, a damage roll. So it's yeah. like, 
Oh, I you had five wounds left? Boom. Fortunately, I had this miracle die here. That's huge. Yeah. Because yeah. the amount of times that, like, you hit, you roll, you hit, you wound, and then you roll a one. Yeah. And it's like, Blah. being able to pull a high damage yeah, value. Yeah, being able to wound. go, no, you just take five. Or four, or whatever. Yeah, what, that's... Yeah, no, that's really solid. I, I foresee that... So overall, I'm seeing that this army is a lot stronger than it used to be. Um, not that it was bad before. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of elements of control in this that I think are going to be popular amongst like high-level players. Yes. Because being able to reduce dice randomness is huge. It's very strong. <laughs> and and again, you can. there's ways to manipulate how many yeah. of those miracle dice you've got, too, and what you're doing with them. So, like, because the other thing is... Uh, park a uh, so you park a uh, cannonist to reroll ones to hit, and then park a dialogus next to it so you can bump those miracle dice when you use them. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I only rolled a five. No, it's actually six damage. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. No, there's <laughs> going to be ways to really maximize the power of a of an exorcist. Yeah. All right, now we get to Mortifiers, which are one of the alternates to doing Penitent Engines. And the fluff behind this is Penitent Engines are just random criminals that, like, did something really bad, and so we strapped them into a robot body to go kill stuff. Uh, the Mortifier is... I like... Just as a quick aside, I love how for, like... The sisters are, like, the only people that have realized that strapping the dead body of somebody into an engine is not an honor. It's a punishment. Yes. Whereas everyone was like, we have strapped our most venerable heroes into this so they could live eternally and fight for the chapter. They're like, no, we do this as punishment because this is dumb. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, also, sorry. keep in mind that, like, you know, space marines get put inside a sarcophagus. Right. <laughs> these get, these poor, these poor <laughs> get sta- strapped just, to the front just unprotected. I just, I just love that they understand that this is not, a, like, an honor. This is a punishment. Yeah. <laughs> and for mortifiers, what it is... Mortifiers are specifically Sisters Repentia who ran away. Oh. They're supposed to die in combat. They ran <laughs> away. So it's like, no, we caught you. Since you're not going to oh. we're going to make you run into combat. Ooh. And there's, you can upgrade oh. one of them. Like, it, the unit contains one. You can uh, replace one Mortifier with what's called an Anchorite. The only difference is a 3-up save instead of a 4-up. Okay. Whether you'd actually do that game-wise, I don't know if I'd bother spending the points on it. But the fluff reason is great because I did read that because I wanted to figure out like what is up with okay. anchorite? Like why do you need like a leader character? No, anchorites are sisters Repentia who didn't just run away. The they betrayed their sisters oh to live. God. So instead, they get put into a sarcophagus so they can't die. Anchorites have been known to be strapped in these things <sighs> for years, wishing for death and unable to achieve it. Because, as you said, this is a punishment, not an honor. There's that. There's that lovely grim dark you're waiting for. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> so anyway, <sighs> uh, okay. So mortifiers do not have acts of faith, sacred right, shield of faith. They do not have any of those things. Sure. Um, what they do have is a stat line: nine inch movement. Three, three up weapon and ballistic skill, uh-huh. uh, strength five, tough five, five wounds, four attacks, and a four up save. Three up if you're really cruel and make somebody an anchorite. Uh, they come equipped stock with a dual heavy bolt, two heavy bolters, so two separate heavy bolters, okay. two heavy flails, or two penitent flails. And they can swap one or both of the heavy bolters for heavy flamers. They okay. can swap one or both of the flails for buzzsaws. 
Okay. So you could equip them the same way that like a pen and an engine is. Sure. But they do have a better weapon skill. So that's important. That is helpful. Yeah. That is helpful. Um, so their ability, uh, and the thing is the buzz blades, if you are equipped with two, you get an extra attack. Same with flails. You get an extra attack on your profile. Um, however, with the flails, you also roll three hits for each attack instead of one. So the flails are made to tear apart, tear apart infantry. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the, the buzz saw buzz blades are there to take out vehicles because like the, and monsters, because the buzz blades give them plus three strength, minus three AP two damage. Nice. Whereas the flails are plus one strength, minus two AP, one damage. I mean, the pendant flails still, we'll still be, get worked on. It's a phenomenal choice. Yeah. And they've shown that model on the Warhammer community yes. site. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like, shooty pendant engines? What's up with that? Well, it's a mortifier. It's one of the builds for a mortifier. So they have three abilities. They do not have Zealot, by the way, which I thought was oh, that's interesting. interesting. They yeah. don't get to reroll hits. But they have Anguish of the Unredeemed. Which is when a model in this unit is destroyed, roll a d6 before moving from the bat, uh, moving it from play. On a four up, on a four up, it meets out its final vengeance, and each enemy unit within an inch suffers d3 mortal wounds. Okay, so you want to rush them into you close combat in the, yeah. and hope they die. All right. Uh, no reprieve when a model in this unit would lose a wound. Roll a d6 on a seat. six up. They ignore it. So six up, feel no pain. Okay. To, so they don't die too soon. Sure. And you can take them in units of up to five, or of, up to six. Oof. Uh, and then finally, Blaze of Agony. And this is this is actually a cool ability. When you choose this unit to shoot with in your shooting phase, you can choose for heavy bolters that models in this unit are equipped with to have a type characteristic of Assault 3 instead of Heavy 3. And this is just every Oof. turn. This is a free ability. Every turn, your heavy bolters are now Assault 3. So you can charge, for, run forward, and still fire them. Nice. Or heavy flamers become pistol D six. <laughs> oh, that's that's so. Tasty. <laughs> I think so I think like if you want to kill hordes, flails and flamers are the way to go. Be able to cook them while you're in melee. That's yes. awesome. Like, get stuck in with some works and just burn them all down. And just yeah, because <sighs> each one of these is going to be doing twelve attacks with the flails. Actually, well, up to twelve. And, and, Let's see. If the bear is equipped with two of these weapons, then the bear, when the bear fights, makes one additional attack using this profile. It's per attack. So yeah, so up to fifteen. Because if you got dual flails, you're doing yeah, 15, fifteen attacks 15. each, plus two heavy flamers that you can now fire when you're locked in. Mm-mm-mm. You are going to get work done. And honestly, the flails still make you strength six. Yeah, no, strength six is still really good for this army because that's still yeah, that's. I mean, you're wounding most things on threes. Yeah. Uh, you know, m- infantry-wise. Yeah. No, that's that's very good. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's phenomenal. Like, mortifiers, and they're not expensive. Because the pendant flails and buzzsaws are free upgrades. Oh, wow. Because okay, so it's, they're, it's like, yeah, they're, they're the, the only weapons. Get, that, yeah. yeah. So, and they're equivalent. So, they're, they're free. So, yeah, mortifiers, 36 points base. Heavy flamers are 14 each. So, 64 for a dual heavy flamer. Or yeah. 56 for a dual uh, heavy bolter. That's, yeah. Also, 60, oh, let's see here. Uh, I'm bad at math, so give me my moment. I mean, they're going to be really six, six for up to six in the unit? Up or? to six in the unit. Well, okay, so here's an interesting. So 384 points to just wreck shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, keep in mind, there's, there's a, a bit of a dis... 
a disconnect. The data sheet says the unit contains one mortifier. It can additionally contain up to five mortifiers. Yeah. This says one to four models per unit. Oh, uh, interesting. Okay. I'm assuming the data sheet should always be considered correct sure. as far as the number of units because it does have the yeah. power rating increase. We'll get it. We'll get an FAQ at some point. Yeah, they'll sure. have to correct that. But but uh, still, that's I'm assuming oof. up to six. That that's even if it's only up to four, that's still a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's that's, a huge chunk of army. Yeah, but it, but it but also like if you have six of them, that's thirty wounds that you have to chew through on them, mm-hmm. and they have a six up feel no pain. That's and they want to die because yeah. they they die they do mortal wounds to you. you. Get them, you'll get them into melee for sure. Yeah, mm. and nine inches of movement, and you're gonna like you'll be advancing every turn. The yeah, which absolutely. that's where like maybe taking the heavy bolters like if you're planning on advancing them up the board. Well, if you take, if you take the heavy flamers to get stuck into melee, it doesn't matter. You're out of range most I'm, times anyway, right. so you're just gonna charge, charge, charge. Yeah, you know you're gonna advance, charge, you know, do yeah. all that. So, oof, yeah. And then finally, Retributor, uh, the Retributor Squad. Well, not, no, not, not finally. finally. Not yeah. finally, sorry. The Retributor Squad. I'm used to that being the final listing, but there's more to go. Uh, Retributor Squad, which is this year Devastator equivalent squad. Yep. Um, they have, uh, again, they can take a Simulacrum Imperialis. Uh, they have uh, Faithful Advance. Models in this unit do not suffer the penalty for moving and firing heavy weapons, so they got the Havoc Very treatment. Nice. I like that. Which that is, that's, that's great. F- Perfect, yeah. Uh, rites of Fire. Add four inches to the range characteristic of heavy flamer mo- fl- flamers oh, that models wow. in this unit are equipped. So they have 12-inch heavy flamers. That's super useful. That's super That also good. means you can't... There's nowhere that is safe to overwatch them from. Because you have to be within 12 good. to declare yeah. it. So That is super good. I do see that they're only tough three, so I didn't get the Havoc treatment on the extra toughness. No, but, uh, but. That, <laughs> that doesn't surprise yeah. me. Um. And then uh, instead of having the uh, the incensor cherub, they can have a armorium cherub, which uh, basically after model in this unit shoots with a ranged weapon, the armorium cherub can basically be removed to reload that model's weapon, and f- the unit can that model can fire again. So basically, the same as what the ammo cherub for devastators does. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I would have rather had an incensor cherub and have access to the extra miracle old eyes. I can also see why they didn't give you that. <laughs> yes, I can see why they they gave you the ammo cherub instead because yes. that's thematically that the would ammo be cherub super makes... powerful for them. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, I'm I'm fine with uh, yeah yeah. I, I probably would not bother with the with the cherub. I mean, because like one extra set of three shots with a because it's not like you can take a las cannon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like you're talking. Uh, your heavy weapon choices are heavy bolter, multi melta, or multi melta, and yeah. heavy flamer. It's like true. If I had a las cannon or a missile launcher, maybe sure, but not not in this. What one. do you normally get yours out with? Just for uh, I I, I have well, what I have is like five, or I have like four heavy bolters, heavy bolters. And, and all the heavy bolters in this army will get stuff well, that's, done. That's what I was kind of wondering because it's like without access to missile launchers or las cannons, the things that can really reach out and touch someone. They're going to be used more of like stick and move type things, unless you take something like heavy bolter. So, but also, yeah. I mean, like all like the heavy bolter is the longest range. Multi melt is twenty four inches range, yeah. which is why that being able to move and fire with no penalty Absolutely. is huge for yeah. them. No, for sure. No, they they are going to get. A, I mean, I already like them. They're going to be really yeah. good to use because I'm I'm used to having to kind of castle them up because I don't want to move them. Yeah, exactly. Because they yeah. Because I, I want them at full full firepower, which means I got them. I got to yeah. keep them stationary. Now 
I can move them. I can have a cannonist moving up with them. Well, and that, and that, and so that opens up the possibilities to take the multi-melters, you know, take a squad of multi-melters, take a squad of flamers, heavy flamers, which means that, like, your uh, dominions might be different. You know, you might you might right, take yeah. them the same way now. So that's right. good. Like, Army flexibility yeah. is really great to have. All right, now we get to penitent engines, which are their own thing. They are not sisters. Yeah. Strap. These are just plain old criminals, but they so they don't have like the causing mortal wounds or anything like that. Yeah. They do have zealot, so they are re-rolling hit rolls. Interesting. Uh, they can. They are always equipped with heavy flamers. They can have flails or buzz saws. Okay. Um, so if you have old penitent engines, you can run them exactly as is. And yeah, they have they have zealot, and then they have a five up field of pain. They have the same berserk killing machines that uh, archiflagellants have. Okay. Because so, basically, it's a giant archiflagellant, effectively. Sure. Um, you've got the Sororitas Rhino, which is just standard Rhino with a Storm Bolter, but it also has Acts of Faith, Sacred Rites, and Shield of Faith. Yep. And then it does all these standard things that a. Uh, can you rhino. take like flamers or heavy flamer on that Rhino? Nope. It, okay. Nope. You can take. It is equipped with a Storm Bolter, and you can equip it with a Hunter Killer Missile. That's okay. the only upgrade it can have. Okay. Otherwise, Sorry. it is a standard Rhino. Okay. Just wondering. And then an Immolator, which now has a heavy bolter added to it. It is still kind of your Razorback equivalent because it can hold six models. And uh, it comes stock with Immolation Flamers, which are basically uh, 12-inch twin heavy flamers, which I love and will use all the time. Yeah. Because being able to move up 12 and like having a 24-inch death Mm -hmm. (laughs) threat range with flamers is great. Um, and the, actually the immolation flamers are also assault, which means you can now advance, nice. you can advance this thing and still burn people. Nice. Now this is a great transport. Um, it can also be equipped with twin multi multas or twin heavy bolters. Now they stay heavy, so you can't do the advance, sure. but yeah, the immolation flamers being assault 2d6 is, is awesome. I mean, that, to me, is like, that's, like, that and multi-meltas are the... Because having a multi-melta tank is, is... Yeah. Yeah. I'm just sad that, apparently, I won't be able to use my Dominions and get my Vanguard move inside. And so, unless until, we, until they Until they clarify. Yeah. And then, finally, this is the actual finally on units. <laughs> finally, we have the Battle Sanctum, which means we have a fortification. Haven't seen what it looks like yet. Although, apparently, you can print one. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a quick... So after this unit, after this setup, the model is treated as an Adeptus Ministorum uh, structure terrain feature. It cannot move for any reason. It is not treated as a friendly or enemy model, and it cannot be targeted or fe- affected by any attacks or abilities. So this thing is not a building that like can be shot at and destroyed. It is just there. Only infantry and infantry units, beast units, swarm units, and units of fly can be set up or end their move on the upper floors of Adeptus Ministorum structure. So it's kind of like ruins in that that respect. Um, infantry units are entirely on or within an Adeptus Ministorum structure. So again, it's like ruins. It's very much, you know, it's like you have to have certain keywords to be on top floors. You get cover if you're fully within it. Otherwise, you have to be 50% obscured if you're not infantry. What you get with it is Blessings of the Saint. At the start of each battle round, if there are any Adeptus Ministorum units from your army within six inches of any battle sanctums, gain a miracle die. Nice. Uh, and then consecrated ground, add one to the leadership characteristic of models in Ministorm units within their, whilst their units within six inches of any battle sanctums, subtract one from the leadership characteristic models in chaos units while their units within six inches. So again, this army has a lot of like anti-chaos stuff, but just like low-key 
up yeah. debuffs. Yeah. And the Battle Sanctum uh, is 50 points. 50 points to have a ruin that you can set like your retributors on that just gain you gains you a miracle die every turn. So this is a great podcasting, but here's like some of the artwork that's been spotted for it. Yeah. Um, so artwork, so I don't know what the actual unit itself will look like, but... But yeah, so be cool. Kind of like building with big statue yeah. and everything. So yeah, I would not be surprised if we see some interesting kit bashed uh, battle sanctums. But it is it is just a building that you can put your stuff in that gives you miracle dice for fifty points. That's that's super useful. <laughs> yeah, I I have a feel, and because it can't be attacked, it's just a thing you put on the table, and it becomes a terrain feature. There's no reason not to have like if there's room to deploy it. There's no reason yeah. not to. Fifty points for extra die, you know, extra miracle dice every that's, turn. That yeah, as long as you have a unit there, can't go away. Yeah, and that just has to be within six inches. Park an exorcist next to it. Yeah. Park like just do or, what is it? Park your retributors there with your heavy boulders and just boom, just you know. Yeah, you, your built-in your built-in fortification, your built-in yeah. batting shooting platform. Yeah, that's that's awesome. <laughs> so. Those are all the units. That is that is the units in this book. Uh, not a whole lot of new ones. Uh, the main new ones are Mortifiers, the Zephyrim, um, Judith Aruda, the Triumph, Triumph of St. Catherine, the Battle Sanctum. Otherwise, this is all stuff that we've seen before, but I like the new rules for them. Yeah. Uh, Pennant Engines did get toned down quite a bit. They no longer get the, we attack twice. Sure. Like on a, on a four up. Uh, but... Uh, also, they drop from like 100 points to, let's see, they're base 28, and they come with Heavy Flamers, which are another 28, so they're 56 points. Yeah. Pennant Engines, like, uh, they also, their uh, their stat line drop, they used to have more uh, more wounds and more tough. Now they are, like, they're like Mortifiers, or Strength 5, Tough 5, 5 wounds, 4 attacks, and they also have Weapon Skill 4. Yeah. They also only move 7 instead of 9, so they're a bit slower. But still. But still. Yeah. I mean, 7 inches is still... Still great mortifiers. I think, I think are the better choice though. It sounds like it. It sounds like they've got yeah, yeah. And now we get into the orders, the order convictions. Yep. Uh, you have strength of faith, which is your uh, objective secured equivalent, and then Celestine, the Gemini, Hospitallers, Dialogus, Mortifiers, Penitent Engines, Triumph of Saint Catherine, and anything that is Ministorum Priest or uh, Ecclesiarchy Battle Conclave do not count against you having an order, just they never benefit from it themselves. Sure. And a detachment that does not include any Ministorum Priests can only include one unit that is Ecclesiarchy Battle Conclave if you are playing matched play. Oh, that's So, like, you can't, like, load, like, oh, I'll just put, I don't have a priest, but I'll have an elite slot that has, has like, yeah. some Crusaders, an elite slot that has an Death Cult, an elite slot that has a Mark of Flagellants. No, you can only do one per detachment okay. unless you have a priest there, in which case they don't count against your slots sure. anyway. That's thematic. I like that. Yeah. All right. So here are your order convictions, which these are your chapter traits, legion traits, etc. Order Our martyred lady, blood of martyrs, gain one miracle die at the end of any phase other than the morale phase in which any units from this conviction were destroyed. Nice. So did you destroy a unit? Get a miracle die. Did you lose a unit? Get a miracle die. Uh, this is in addition to the Miracle Dice gained at the end of a phase in which a character with the Axe of Faith ability was destroyed. Oh, nice. So if you are playing Martyred Lady, you get two every time one of your characters dies. Very nice. In addition, when resolving an attack made by a model with this conviction, add one to the hit roll if one or more models from that model's unit have been destroyed in this battle, even if they've been subsequently returned to the battlefield. Oh, wow. 
So, like, even if you had, like, a hospital or bring one of them back, she still fell down, so you get you get one to the hit roll. Do the Gemini have order traits? No, they do okay. not. They, because yeah, they're on the they, list of things. Okay. Yeah, so Because no. I know that they're ones that, like, they'll come back. Yeah, wow. No, that, that, it's a good thing. That they yeah, I'm like, that gets crazy. Okay. <laughs> but That's still useful, though. That's very useful. Because, again... Tough three army, you're gonna lose models. Right. And the fact that and then it's just it's just like for the rest of the game, oh, the, they lost a model, they add one to hit. That's that's, that's awesome. super. <laughs> Valorous Heart gets stoic endurance. Uh when a model with this conviction would lose a wound, roll a d6, six up fill no pain. Yeah. In addition, um anything that is uh AP minus one is treated as AP zero against them. If if they have the tail of the Stoic, which is the Imagifier ability that gives that same benefit, it's now minus two is treated as zero. Wow, that's huge. <laughs> yeah, so they are going to be they're going to be tough to shift. Bloody Rose, quick to anger. When resolving an attack made by a melee weapon or pistol weapon by a model with this conviction, that weapon's armor penetration is increased by one. So it's basically assault doctrine. Yeah. In addition. Add one to the attack's characteristic of a model with this conviction during any turn in which it made a charge move, was charged, or performed a heroic intervention. They're basically blood angels now. Yeah. Because that's the blood angels assault doctrine, super doctrine. That's very useful. <laughs> yeah. So that's where, like, you're going Repentia. But then even your, like, like your Zephyrim, your Seraphim, oh, yeah. like, all of them become scary. All your pistols are AP minus one, so your like your seraphim are unloading with dual bolt pistols on everybody, or just hand flamers that are now basically hit like heavy flamers. Yeah, I mean they're <laughs> they're only going to be strength three, but still AP minus one hand flamers, phenomenal. Wow. No, I mean that's still yeah. I mean the whole army is hitting at strength three, so yeah. flamers that do it sure. at minus one, like all your close combat attacks are are one better. Man. So that means you have AP minus four power swords. Yeah. No. Bloody Rose will be a fun one to see assault armies with. Yeah. But you're a three-up toughness army with, like, some mobility thrown in and transports and things. Like, you can actually pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. Eben Chalice, Daughters of the Emperor. Uh, you get a uh, five-up feel-no-pain against mortal wounds. Any mortal wounds. Not not specifically psychic phase. So nice. it's like somebody hits you with, like, a railgun and does mortal wounds. And these do not affect only... Um, Infantry. This affects vehicles, too. Oh, nice. So this is all units. Very so, nice. In addition, when you would perform an act of faith for a model or unit with this conviction, you can discard first discard one Miracle Die. If you do, one Miracle Die you use in that act of faith is considered to be a six. So you can discard two Miracle Dice to have an auto six. Oh, nice. Okay. So that could be very useful. Yeah. More of that di- dice manipulation. I like yes. it. Uh, Argent Shroud, Deeds Not Words. Uh, you can basically fire ranged weapons as if it had moved without advancing when you advance. Okay. So again, you can kind of keep up the move. and That one's probably the weakest one we've seen so far. Yeah. And then finally, Sacred Rose uh, gets Devout Serenity. Uh, when morale test is taken for a unit with this conviction, no more than one model can flee. So basically, you, you know, you've basically got old school commissars. Nice. In addition, when you perform an act of faith for a model or unit with this conviction, roll a d6. On a 5-up, you gain a miracle die. So you replace the miracle die you used. And in addition, they overwatch on 5 and 6s. So they get Tau overwatch, plus commissar morale, plus they replace their own... They they have a chance to replace their miracle dice. Nice. 
Yeah, several of those are really good. Like, if you're going to build a combat one, Bloody Rose, absolutely. Right. Blood, if you want... Blood, like, Martyred Lady is very solid. Yeah. Um, like, Stoic Endurance is, is good. Daughters of the Emperor is good. Um, yeah. Like, and Arden Shroud, like, depending on how you build your armies, like, yeah. Like, had being able to, like, move up and, like, oh, yeah, my, my Melt-A-Gun Dominion's don't like they're yeah. always hitting on threes. Yeah, no, that's, it's useful. It. It's just less useful than some of the other ones. Right. Oh man. And then we're gonna get into stratagems. There's four pages of stratagems. It's a lot. So we're gonna we're gonna like kind of go through them quickly. Okay. Some of them are like open the reliquaries. That's your relics. Yep. So we know that one. Embodied prophecy. Use the stratagem at the start of your fight phase. Select one Zephyrim squad. So the new one. From your army until the end of that phase when resolving an attack made with a melee weapon by a model in a friendly Sororitas unit within six inches of that Zephyrim unit, re-roll a wound roll of one. It's okay. It's very conditional. Yeah. Yeah. Furious recital. Uh, use the stratagem in your shooting phase. All, all these are going to be one CP unless I say otherwise. Yep. Uh, Furious recital. Use the stratagem in your shooting phase when an exorcist model... From your army is chosen to shoot with until the end of the turn, subtract one from the leadership characteristic of models and enemy units while their unit is within 12 inches of that exorcist. Subtract two from the leadership if they are chaos units. Eh. Unless you have abilities that key off of that, which I've seen some leadership debuffs, but I haven't mm. seen anything other than the neural whips on Repentia's superior. I'm going to go ahead and say this. If a enemy model is within 12 inches of your exorcist, you've probably done something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Plans are not going well, so this isn't really going to matter. No, I'm not, not a fan <laughs> of this one. Blazing Piety. Use the stratagem at the start of your psychic phase. Select one enemy chaos unit within six inches of any dialogous models from your army. That enemy unit suffers a mortal wound. If it's a demon unit, it suffers D3 mortal wounds instead. Mortal wounds are always good, conditional, but but useful. Yeah. Battle rites. So this is the one where, uh, like, if what what if I rolled the same sacred rite twice? Yeah. I use the stratagem at the start of the battle round. If your warlord has the sacred rites ability and is on the battlefield, select one active sacred rite. Roll a d6 to randomly generate a new sacred rite. You can re-roll this result if the new sacred rite is the same as one that is currently active. Useful for one, yeah, yeah. For one, if you if you decide to let it ride and like I roll two, okay. Well, the start of my battle right first battle round, I'm gonna roll and I cannot get a double. Yeah, it just costs me a CP. That's fine. That, that's, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. You'll always have it available, so you should. You'll always have two different two different uh, sacred rights. You may just have to spend a command yeah. point to ensure it. One well, the other thing with that is there's flexibility because if, for example, you you select the one that gives you the extra. Um, Deny the witch. And now all their psychers are gone. One command point to cycle through and get a different one. Right. Useful. And it'll always be a different one because you can re-roll it. All right. Moment of grace. Uh, use a stratagem when making a hit roll or wound roll for an attack made by an Adeptus Rortos model from your army or after making a saving throw for an Adeptus Rortos model from your die or from your army. Discard one to three miracle die. Add one to the result for the roll for each miracle die you discarded. Now... That seems like it's weaker than just being able to pick the roll, but if you've already done an act of faith and you yeah. you need to make this happen, it's like, okay, I'm going to take a couple of miracles. Like, I missed it by one. I'm going to take a miracle die. Yeah, and then the ability to, again, more more dice manipulation, more more control outside of your normal stratagem. Yeah, for one right. command point. And then that's the it. thing to keep in mind. It is, is that acts of faith are generally, unless you have 
simulacrums on units is generally limited to one per phase. Yep. So, like, if you have two characters and you need to do it on both of them, they don't have simulacrums. So they're, this is this is going to let you do that die manipulation. Yeah. Final redemption. Use a stratagem when a sister's repenchy unit from your army is chosen as the target for an attack made uh, with a melee weapon. Until the end of that phase, roll 1d6 when a model in that unit is destroyed as a result of an attack made by a melee weapon by a model in an enemy unit. On a 4-up, that enemy unit suffers a mortal wound after it is fought. I can see that being useful because Repentia dies so easily. Yeah. Um, it's one CP yeah. for a chance to do one yeah. mortal wound. It's not per model that died. It's just... Let's see. Roll 1d6 when, when a model, model in that unit is... So it's for the face. So actually, yeah. It yeah, be... so it's one... So you can do multiple... I mean, yeah. it's conditional because you have to lose a model and then you have to make the four up. But again, Repentia are going to die, so it's worth... They... That's, a, that's worth a shot yeah. in some cases, so... Yeah. yeah, it's like you send him into something where, like, I'm going to do damage. It might not be enough to finish you off, but I'm probably going to lose everybody in the process. Why not just go all yeah. out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Martyr's Immolation. Use the stratagem when an immolator model from your army is destroyed. Do not roll a dice for that model's explodes ability. It automatically explodes. Hey, those are always fun. Those always, are fun. Those and are if, fun. You're, like, if you're caught in close combat or if there's enough enemy units clustered yeah. around you... Like, run an immolator up the field. Like, I'm advancing with my heavy flamers, burning everything. Oh, look, you're you're assaulting me. you got stuff nearby. Boom, it's a bomb. Yeah. That makes sense because the emulator is the one that is going to be pushing forward and it's going to be more up in the enemy line. So, yeah, there's absolutely situations where you just like, no, let's slide it up like a candle. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Yeah. So, that's good. I like that. Okay. Holy Trinity, use the stratagem in your shooting phase after you've declared how you will split the shots of an Adeptus Soritas unit from your army. If that unit shoots all of its weapons at the same target, and the target is within the range of at least one bolt mo- weapon being shot by a model in this unit, one flame weapon being shot by a model in this unit, and one melted weapon being shot by a model in this unit, until the end of the phase when resolving an attack made by a model in that unit, add one to the wound roll. So... This one is very fluffy because yes. the Holy Trinity in the Sisters Army is always Bolter, Flamer, Melta. Yep. That, that, is the, that is the Holy Trinity. It does require you to have one unit that is doing all three of them. Now, the Bolt is easy. Bolt right. Sure. Like your whole army's got Bolt right. Sure. Or bolt guns. But having a unit that has both a Flamer and a Melta gun into it, you're kind of getting into that like mixed purposes on a unit. I wonder if that would still count if you had like a combi flamer and like it's yeah combi yeah. flamer yeah like so yeah maybe like you can kind of you can kind of cheat a little bit with uh, with your sergeant right with the combi weapon yes it's fluffy and plus one to wound is super useful yes that's highly situational it's very situational <laughs> it requires you to like build your units particular ways yeah. to really get advantage but again of. I like the fact that with strategies we mentioned this before the fact that these are all fluffy and these are all extras these yeah. are all things you can do you if in most cases, you're probably going to ignore that one, but it's there. Yeah. Heroin in the making. Use the stratagem before the battle after nominating your warlord. Select one Adeptus Sororitas character model from your army, other than your warlord, Celestine, Junitharuda, or the Triumph of St. Catherine, and generate one warlord trait for it. This is regarded as your warlord for the purpose of that warlord trait. Each warlord trait in your army must be unique. If randomly generated, reroll duplicate results. You can only use it once per battle. So this is only going to happen when you have two canonesses or you have a, a named character and a canoness and you want to have yeah. both of them. Yeah. So, like, I have Celestine. Celestine's got a really good warlord trait. She's probably going to be my warlord, especially because she's hard to kill. Yep. Once you roll double ones, because that happens. 
But uh, having being able to get a second Warlord trait, not yeah. terrible. Yeah, for one command point to do that, absolutely. Yeah. Divine Intervention. This one does cost two. Use the stratagem when Adeptus Sorotus character model other than Celestine, a Gemini, Superior, Judith, Arusha, or the Triumph of St. Catherine from your army is destroyed before any Miracle Dice are gained as a result. Discard one to three Miracle Dice at the end of the phase. Return that model to play with the number of wounds remaining equal to the number of Miracle Dice you discarded, placing it as close to possible as its previous position and more than an inch away from any enemy models. You do not gain a Miracle Die for the destruction of the model this turn. Uh, each model can only be returned to the battlefield by the stratagem once per battle. That is really... That is super useful. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think that's... I mean, that'll that'll win you games. That's, that's the type of that's the type of strategy that'll win you games if you use it right. Right. <laughs> and again, she come they come back at the end of the phase, so it's like, oh, during my shooting phase, oh, you're gonna kill you're gonna kill this cannon that's buffing up the can that's like giving keeping my exorcist mm-hmm. rolling. Just get back at the end of the phase, she's gonna get right back yeah. up. And oh. now, oh, she's not in fighting range now. Too bad. Now my turn, we're ready to go. <sighs> that no, that is that's amazing. Yeah. And <laughs> and again, you build your army right, you're gonna be. You're going to have the Miracle Dice to spend on that. Yep. Holy Rage. Use the stratagem at the start of your charge phase. Select one Adeptus Sorotas unit from your army. That unit can charge even if it advanced this turn. Um, do uh, Mortifiers. They're, they're Adeptus Sorotas, right? Uh, mortifiers are. Yes. Penitent Engines are not. Um, mortifiers are. Know this one, love this one. This one's you're going to be your friend. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to use that one a lot. <laughs> that you're going to use it on them. Hell, you'll use it on Celestine. Yeah, twelve inch move, advance, and the advance roll. Oh, look, it's a yeah. six because yeah. I, you know, it's whatever the dire I wanted. That's over. that's if you build your army right, that's a linchpin right there. Yeah. Faith and Fury. This one costs two CP. Use the stratagem after you perform an act of faith for a hit roll. You can re-roll the same miracle die for the wound roll for that attack. Nice. Or yeah, reuse. Yeah, reuse the same, same miracle for, die. So nice. I, I'm gonna hit on a six. I'm and gonna wound, wound on, on a six. six. Like I'll get whatever I need and re Yeah. Two command points is a lot, but that's clutch. You know, yeah, again, when, when, when you need it. When you need it. <laughs> Mm. Martyred. Use the stratagem at the end of any phase in which your warlord was destroyed. If your warlord is an Adeptus Sorotas character model, if your warlord is Celestine, perform any rolls for the model's miracle, miraculous intervention ability before using the stratagem. The stratagem may not be used if your warlord is returned to the battlefield using the miraculous intervention ability or divine intervention stratagem. You gain D three command points. So basically, you, you spend a command point. You're at least going to be getting it back. You'll probably you'll probably be getting an extra. Nice. Not terrible. Yeah, not terrible. Command point command points are, are useful. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's useful. Venerated Saint. Use the stratagem during deployment. After you've set up an Imagifier army model from your army, you can select two different tails for that model's litany of deeds. Nice. So, yeah. Yes, yeah, so you get two so, of them. Two buffs. Yeah. Not bad. Suffer Not the Witch. This one's great. It was in the beta codex, and it's still fantastic. <laughs> Use the stratagem at the start of the shooting or fight phase. Select an Adeptus Sorotas unit from your army until the end of that phase. When resolving the attack made by a model in that unit against the Psyker unit, you can re-roll the wound roll. Rerolling, re-rolling to wounds is just an awesome ability. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Storm of Retribution. Now we're at 2 CP again. Uh, use this stratagem when a retributor squad from your army fires Overwatch or is chosen to shoot with. Select one of the following. Until the end of the phase, when resolving an attack made with a heavy bolter, add one to the hit roll. Until the end of the phase, when resolving an attack made by a heavy flamer, 
Reroll the wound roll. And remember, those are 12-inch heavy flamers because yeah. retributors. Until the end of the phase, add 12 inches to the range characteristic of multi-melta models in that unit are equipped with. And when resolving an attack made with a multi-melta by a model in that unit, add one to the damage roll. So D7, like, basically you have a 2 D6, to 7 yeah. damage. Ooh. And and a 36-inch range multi-melta with an 18-inch melter range. Yeah, I can see so on, on a unit that does not suffer penalties to move and shoot. Nice. <laughs> and here's the thing. We we were poo-pooing Argent Shroud earlier. Yeah. Advance. Yeah. Well, I didn't say it was bad. I just said it was it's the, weakest. the weakest of them. It's still you could still make use of it if you build You have to build, build to certain it. Ways. You have to build to it. But man, that's that's really gives you some really gives you a lot of stick and move ability. Now, two yeah. CP is a lot, definitely. It is, but that's powerful. Yeah. That's like all three of those abilities are powerful. Last rights. Use a stratagem at the start of your morale phase. Select one hospital or model from your army until the end of that phase when a morale test is taken for a friendly Adeptus Sorotas unit within six inches of that model. Do not add the number of models from that unit that have been destroyed that turn. Ooh. Which, yeah. for most of this army, is just auto-pass. Unless yeah. you have, like, major leadership penalties applied. Devastating Refrain. This is the one where you're going to use for your exorcists. <laughs> use the stratagem when an exorcist model from your army fires Overwatch or is chosen to shoot with. Until the end of the phase, you can re-roll any or all of the dice rolled to determine the type characteristic of an exorcist missile launcher or conflagration rockets that model is equipped with. Which means if you rolled a one three three, you can re-roll that one and try to get more shots. If you roll it's like. And it, so, it's all or any. That's so the so they changed it so that it's more reliable. Regardless, because it's went from D six to three D three, yeah, or, you know whatever. But and now it's more. Now it's even more reliable because you can reroll it. That's yeah, for one CP, that's gonna come in up a lot. Yes. <laughs> Deadly descent. Until the strat or use the stratagem after a seraphim squad unit from your army is set up on the battlefield from high in the sky. So after the deep strike, until the end of that phase, add six inches to the range characteristic Ooh. of pistol weapon models that units are equipped with, that unit can shoot as if it were your fight phase, or your shooting, shooting phase, phase. Shooting phase. So basically, at the end of your movement phase, they drop down, now you have 12 inch heavy, or 12 inch hand flamers, because that gets, re- I can't be yeah. within 9 inches of you, so it's just there for the hand yeah. flamers, really. Or for well, the Inferno Pistols. Inferno Pistols, yeah, because they normally have a 6 inch range. Yes. So now you can reach out and touch them with Inferno Pistols. Right. Although only for that phase. Sure, but at least like you, when you drop in, you can shoot immediately, which yeah. is great. Yeah. A Vessel of the Emperor's Will. Use a stratagem after you perform an act of faith for a Sorotrust character unit from your army. Gain a Miracle Die. Again, more Miracle right. Dice are always good. Yeah, absolutely. Test of Faith. Use a stratagem at the end of a phase in which you gained a Miracle Die as a result of Purity or Valor. So that is uh, Deny Witch or Pass Morale on a 1 without using an act of faith. Gain D3 Miracle Dice in addition to the one you would normally gain. That's cool, because that's a good way to be able to convert convert, uh, convert command points into Miracle Dice. Right. Which will be popular. Yes. <laughs> Exceptional proficiency. For 2 CP, use a stratagem when a Celestian squad from your army fires Overwatch or is chosen to shoot or fight with. Until the end of the phase, when resolving an attack for, by a model in that unit, re-roll the hit roll and you can re-roll the wound roll. And again, not failed, you can just re-roll them, so penalties need not apply. <laughs> 
Uh, Blessed Bolts. This one was in the uh, Beta Codex and yep. it was very good. Use the stratagem when an Adeptus Sortas infantry unit from your army fires Overwatch or is chosen to shoot with. Until the end of the phase, Storm Bolters that models in that unit are equipped with have armor penetration characteristic of minus two and a damage characteristic of two. They don't get Bolter Discipline, right? No, they do okay. not. But still. Thank God. Still. That's a unit of Dominions with Storm Bolters and then a like a sergeant with a... Or a sergeant can't take a Storm Bolter, but yeah. unit of Dominions with bolt, Storm Bolters could be very yeah, powerful. It's a lot of it's a lot of DACA. Uh, Purity of Faith. Use a stratagem when an enemy psych or model manifests a psychic power within 24 inches of a Sororitas unit from your army. After, denied, after the deny the witch attempt, roll a d6 on a 4-up. The power is... Is resisted. Nice. So, so you, yeah, another you always have an extra deny. Judgment of the Faithful, 2 CP. Use the stratagem after an Adeptus Ortos unit from your army falls back. The unit can shoot during the shooting phase and charge in the charge phase. Oh, for 2 CP, you, you thought you tied up my exorcist by uh, touching me. Ah, uh, no, I fall back an inch. I can still shoot. <laughs> that is That is solid. Extremist trigger word. Use the stratagem in your fight phase when Arcoflagellant's unit from your army is chosen to fight with. Until the end of the phase, change the ability of Arcoflails to be make three hits for each attack instead of one, instead of nice. the D3. At the end of the phase, roll a D6 for each model in the unit. For each six, one model in the unit is destroyed. So they burn themselves out. So, um, Mortifiers don't have the Arcoflagellant keyword, right? They do not. Okay. Neither Neither do they would, like, fluff, that fluff-wise, they were Arcoflagellants that were stuck in there, but I just want to make sure that you can't. Yeah, and neither do Penitent Engines, just to be clear. So it is really only the So it's just the Ark of Flagellus, which is good. That's still really good. (laughs) Right. However, Desperate for Redemption, 3 CP. This one's expensive, (laughs) but totally worth it. Use the stratagem at the end of the fight phase. Select one Penitent Engines, Mortifiers, or Sisters, or Pension unit from your army within an inch of any enemy units. That unit from your army can fight as if it were the fight phase. Again, mortifiers are going to be a scary, scary unit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, now we get into the order-specific stratagems. First up, for our Order of Our Martyred Lady, we have Honor the Martyrs. Use the stratagem when an Order of Our Martyred Lady character model from your army is destroyed as a result of an attack made by an enemy unit. So no psychic powers, no weird aura abilities. It has to be from an attack. Until the end of the battle, when resolving an attack made by a model in an order of our martyred lady unit from your army against that enemy unit, reroll hit rolls of one. Okay. Cool. For one CP, that's not yeah. bad. And it's like, oh, you, I ran my character up and your demon prince killed her. Everybody in my army now rerolls ones to hit. It's like, we always have that canonist with us. I like that. Yeah. Useful. Blind Faith. This is for Order of Valor's Heart. Use the stratagem at the start of your shooting phase. Select one order of the Valorous Heart unit from your army until the end of the phase. When resolving an attack made by a model in that unit, ignore hit roll modifiers. Congratulations! Okay. Yeah. (laughs) One of your units is now Dark Reapers. That's... Preferably your retributors. Very useful. One CP. Wow. One CP. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Tear them down. Use the stratagem in the fight phase. This is for Order of Bloody Rose. So this is your assault army. Use the stratagem in the fight phase when an Order of Bloody Rose unit from your army is chosen to fight with. Until the end of the phase, when resolving an attack made with a melee weapon by a model in that unit, add one to the wound roll. Again, you are Blood Angels now. Boatloads of extra attacks. Better to hit and better to wound. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Cleansing Flames for Evan Chalice. This one is 2 CP. 
Use a stratagem when an order of the Ebon Chalice unit from your army fires Overwatch or is chosen to shoot with. Until the end of the phase, do not roll to determine the type characteristic of flame weapons models in that unit are equipped with. They have their maximum values. They are always six shots. Ugh. <laughs> 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 and that's it. that can be an Overwatch, too. Ugh. I can see why that's two. That's, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> Argent Shroud, Faith is our shield. Uh, use the use the stratagem in the foot. Psychic phase, when a model in the order of the Argent Shroud unit from your army would lose a wound as a result of a mortal wound, uh, you basically get D6 feel no pain against mortal wounds in psychic phase. So not only do they get the worst of the... They get the weakest. Chapter, they get the weakest. Well, at least they... At least... Yeah. At least they didn't, like, try to balance it by giving them, like, a super overpowered stratagem or something. Maybe their relic is bonkers. Maybe. We haven't gotten there yet. But so far, Argent <laughs> Shroud is definitely yeah. the, the, yeah. the, weakest, the, <laughs> the weakest of the litter. Uh, Emperor's Judgment, finally, for Sacred Rose. Use this stratagem when an order of the Sacred Rose unit from your army fires Overwatch or is chosen to shoot with. Until the end of the phase, when resolving an attack made with a bolt weapon by a model in that unit... Unmodified hit roll of six scores an additional hit. So it's bolter drill. Yeah. It's Imperial Fist bolter drill. Not, not bad. bad. Yeah, not bad. And remember, they overwatch on fives and sixes, too. So, no, there, there's some very powerful ones in there. Uh, yeah. Some good stratagems. <laughs> All right. Now we get to our warlord traits. So our generics. Uh, so uh, inspiring order, which is the one that Junith Aruda has. Okay. Also. Uh, inspiring order, add one to this warlord's Leadership characteristic, friendly order units. You can use this warlord's leader leadership characteristic instead of their own within six inches, which means for most of these characters, that means leadership 10. Yeah. It's almost okay. always going to be leadership 10. Nice. Uh, righteous Rage. When making a charge roll for this warlord, you can re-roll any or all of the dice. When resolving an attack made by this, made with a war, melee weapon by this warlord in a turn in which the warlord made a charge move, was charged, or heroically intervened, you can roll, re-roll the wound roll. Nice. Because they're already going to re-roll the hits because they hit on twos, re-roll ones. Yeah. In almost every case. Executioner of Heretics. Subtract one from the leadership characteristic of enemy units while they're within six inches of this warlord. I'm seeing a lot of, like, minus one leadership penalties in this army, and I think it's to try to make enemy models fail yeah. morale. It's got, it's got to be what it is. Yeah. Because otherwise, I'm not seeing keys. anything yeah. that keys off of that otherwise. And, you, and to be fair, you're going to be in... You're going to have a lot of melee. You're going to have a lot of shooting. That's You're going to be killing models out of units. So yeah. forcing forcing them to make and fail more morale tests is going to be strong with this army. But yeah. Yeah. Beacon of Faith, which is what Celestine has. And this is why Celestine will be my warlord almost every time. At the start of your turn, if this warlord is on the battlefield, you gain a miracle die. Okay. <laughs> so it means you're going to be getting two every turn. Three if you have a uh, battle <laughs> battle sanctum. Nice. Yeah. Easy enough. Uh, five, Indomitable Belief. The invulnerable save, friendly order infantry models received from Shield of Faith abilities improved by one to a maximum of four plus while this unit's within six inches of their warlord. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they do specify infantry, so you're not parking this next to an extra sure. system giving it a five up in But still, like for like your, yeah, your Seraphim and Zeraphim now. Oh, gosh, yeah, because they're going to be at four ups. Yeah. It's a shame that you cannot give a cell a, a uh, yeah uh, no a, ju- a jump pack yeah. I was about to say like, yeah, if you uh, could if you could make a smash cannonist with like a blessed blade or something, <laughs> and then finally pure of will, which is what the triumph of Saint Catherine has if it's your warlord. 
This warlord can attempt to deny an additional psychic power in your opponent's psychic phase, okay. which if you're running Ages of the Emperor, that's fantastic. Uh, subtract one from psychic tests taken from enemy models while they're within 12 inches of this warlord. Okay. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not bad. And then the order-specific warlord traits, which I think it's interesting that Judith Aruta is not... It, she is Martyred Lady, but she does not get the Martyred Lady... Uh, yeah. Warlord trait. Usually that's like locked in. Yeah. So that's, that, that's nice to see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Martyred Lady gets Shield Bearer, add one to their wounds characteristic for the Warlord, and improve their save by one to a maximum of two up. Nice. Which they are three up normally. Three up normally, yeah. Very nice. Uh, Valorous Heart, impervious to pain. You get a five up feel no pain on your Warlord. Okay. Useful. Bloody Rose gets Blazing Ire. Add one to their attacks. Which stacks with everything stacks else. Because, with, yeah, yeah. No. And this warlord can charge in a turn in which they advanced. Very useful. Again, really wish you could do a smash cannon this with this. Yeah. But no, there's no way to make a cannon mm. with a jump pack, which is a shame. <laughs> Let me double check real quick. Yeah, yeah um, no, no. I, it is, she cannot. Well, but that, it would be and seeing these warlord traits on here as well, I, I definitely see the, the, the possibility of you taking that, spending that one strip point uh, CP stratagem to give another canonist an additional one because yeah, yeah there's like, several things that like are really I'll spend useful. one to give somebody beacon of faith just to get an extra miracle die and then I'll yeah, yeah and then pick pick another one yeah because like they're these are all solid yeah Evan Chalice terrible knowledge if this warlord is on the battlefield the miracle die you gain at the start of the first battle round is a six <laughs> okay <laughs> at the start of the first battle round if your army is battle forged and the warlord is on the battlefield you gain d3 command points okay <laughs> okay evan chalice was already good yeah no that's really good because <laughs> yeah evan chalice was the uh was the one that uh, had five of feel no pain against mortal wounds and you would get uh you could discard an extra miracle die just have an auto six this mate just makes you you will always have a six so remember what i said earlier about like you would take the stratagem to yes in this case yeah yes. beacon of faith and this absolutely yeah my first miracle die is a six and then i'll get an extra one and then, yeah order of the argent shroud selfless heroism you can uh your warlord can heroically intervene six inches instead of three okay and then and with the six inches of movement in addition, if the warlord is charged or made a heroic intervention, they always fight first. Okay. Which means they can heroically intervene into an enemy unit. That unit can't fight them because they didn't charge and then when and then after that unit fights, then the warlord gets to jump in. It's yeah. finally the first decent thing that Argent Shroud's really yeah, gotten. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's very useful. <laughs> and uh Light of the Emperor for Order of the Sacred Rose. When you perform an act of faith for this warlord, gain a miracle die. <laughs> Do not roll for this warlord's devout serenity order conviction, which is the uh, one where you like you gain one if you roll a five up. Yeah. So basically, it's just they, they your warlord auto gains uh, a miracle die. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> Again, with almost all with like all of these, I'd say like you take your order order warlord trait and then spend one. Yeah. Like, if you if you feel like you have because the thing is. You won't need CP for rerolls nearly as much yes. because you are always going to have that clutch die available to give you just what you need. Well, and then like so the the ability to convert CP into miracle dice and stuff like that, like is you know, and, and that that strategy is going to be very useful. So absolutely, uh, I, yeah, I, I really like the way they built 
that system for this army. Yes. It, and I think it's, I think in the right player's hands, it's going to be really good. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not you. I'm just saying it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are far better players. Than, I, I will totally admit there are far better players than me that are going to look at this army and like find the puzzle pieces yeah. that give them just the amount of luck manipulation yep. they need. Because yeah, there's so much, there's so much you can do to control elements of the game that you can't normally control. Yeah. So yeah. All right, now we relics. We're actually going to get to go through relics. We normally yeah. don't because we're usually like zonked out at the end. Well, of Well, that's the thing is we wanted to make sure for this episode that we covered took all the time to go through and cover all the stratagems and cover all the relics and because talk about again, everything. you're not going to generally like if you don't have this book now, you don't yeah. have access to it. Although I've seen some people who managed to like through various ways get like four or five of the army boxes, and so they yeah. have extras sitting around. But still, that's not necessarily going to get to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And not all playgroups are going to have necessarily sisters players in it. So it's still just good to know what's going on. All right. So relics. And these follow all this, these standard relic rules. Uh, named characters in Gemini Superior can't have them. So, and actually, there is a slight tweak. If your army is led by a Sororitas Warlord, then before the battle, you can give one of the following relics of the Ecclesiarchy to an Adeptus Sororitas character model. If your army includes any Ministorum Priest, you can instead give them the Book of St. Lucius, which is... One, so you can give priests one of these relics, one specific one of these relics. Otherwise, oh, nice. you can give a sister's character any of them. Any of them. It doesn't have to be a canonist, but it can't be any of the named characters or a Gemini. Sure. I uh, note the relics are, yeah, and then of course weapons replace some of them. Most of these are not weapons, though. There's a few of them that are. Like the Blade of Ab- Admonition replaces a Blessed Blade. So if you took a canonist with a Blessed Blade, you can take this. It makes it strength plus two, AP minus three, three damage. Which basically just bumps up the damage. Okay. A Brazier of Eternal Flame, which is if you have the Brazier of Holy Flame on a canonist. Brazier of Holy Fire only. Uh, this relic replaces the Brazier of Holy Fire when a psychic test is taken for an enemy model within 18 inches of a mo- model from your army with this relic. Subtract two from the result. Very nice. Okay. And then, again, you combine that with Aegis of the Emperor. It's like you yeah. you can shut down a psychic army with this with this force if you build it right. Uh, let's see. Wrath of the Emperor. It's a bolt pistol that is pis- 18 inch range, pistol 4, strength 5, AP minus 2, 2 damage. Damn. Okay. <laughs> now you can't advance and fire, but once you get locked into combat, yeah, you'll just be ruining people. Uh, Litanies of Faith. Once per turn, if a model from your army with this relic is on the battlefield, when you gain a miracle die, you can re-roll the die. Oh, I rolled a, one, a 2 on my miracle die. I don't want a 2. I'll re-roll it. See what I yeah. get. Very nice. Uh, Mantle of Ophelia. Only on canonesses, uh, the model with this relic has a 3-up invulnerable save. Oh, that's very useful. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting close to making that smash canoness. Just need to be able to give her a jump pack. Uh, Triptych of the Macarian Crusade. When a model with this relic wound would lose a wound, basically 5-up feel no pain. Okay. I think the 3-up invulnerable is actually a bit better. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Casket of Penance, Order of the Valorous Heart model only. Subtract one from the toughness characteristic of enemy units while they're within an inch of a model from your army with this relic. Ooh, Because that counters your three strength against a lot of targets. That's really, really solid. That's, yeah, that's very useful. Uh, Book of St. Lucius, this is the one that you can give to priests. Uh, Add three inches to the range of the aura abilities of a model with this relic. Okay. Which means like one extra, a bubble of one extra attack or uh, the bubble of uh, you don't run away 
Like, if mm. you're running away, I have a chance to pull something yeah. back. Well, yeah, extra extra range is always nice. Yes. Uh, Iron Surplus of St. Estalia. I kind of like this one. A model with this relic has a save characteristic of 2+. plus. Okay. And you always have a 4-up invuln on your cannons, so 2-up, 4-ups, not bad. In addition, when resolving an attack made against that model, an unmodified wound roll of 1, 2, or 3 always fails, irrespective of any abilities the weapon or model making that attack may have. Oh, wow. That completely counters your toughness 3. Yeah, that's but this counters that. useful. But it's yeah. like, if a knight swings at you. Yeah. No, he's wounding you on 4s. Not two. That might be better than your three up invuln. That <laughs> might just be because you have a two up four up, and if some, yeah. and if something gets Ooh. through, well, they got to wound you first, and then yeah. you got a two up armor save. Man, that's that's very nice. Yeah, martyr's vengeance. This is for our martyred lady. It replaces an inferno pistol, so, but it's a twelve inch pistol, strength nine, AP minus four, D six damage, and then. When resolving an attack made with this weapon, roll 2d6 when inflicting damage with it and discard one of the results. So it's 12-inch pistol with 12-inch melta ability. Again, if you could take a cannon as the jump pack, <laughs> this would be, be amazing. <laughs> yes. Oh. W cowards, give us give the cannon as the jump pack. <laughs> oh, God. Cannons, like, so many things. Like, cannons as the jump pack would be awesome with it. Uh, Evan Chalice. <laughs> Uh, Evan Chalice gets a replacement Condemner bolt gun, which is oh. like the anti-psyker bolt yeah, gun. Yeah, Which uh, we haven't, we didn't cover that one. It is a weapon that is kind of unique to this army or Inquisitors. Inquisitors, yeah. yeah. And Condemner bolt gun is uh, when resolving an attack made with this weapon against a psyker unit, it's D three damage instead of one. Otherwise, it's yeah. a bolter. It's a bolter. Yeah. But so useful. This, yeah. So this replaces that. It's a 24-inch range, rapid-fire 1, strength 5, AP minus 2, D3, Condemner Bolt Gun. Abilities, the weapon can target, you can snipe characters. Okay. And when resolving the attack made with a weapon with this weapon against a Psyker unit, the weapon is always damage 3. Very nice. With, like, two shots at, at rapid-fire range. Yeah, so it's that's... Like, <laughs> yeah, just pick out, pick out Psykers, and then AP minus 2. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of Psykers, yeah, that'll, that'll end a good number of them. Yeah, well, that's yeah. <laughs> Quicksilver Veil, Order of the Argent Shroud. Argent Shroud, come on, come come through with this. Pull, yeah, pull it out. When resolving an attack made against a model with this relic, subtract one from the hit roll. Useful. It's useful. Yeah. It's no iron surplus. No, it's yeah, it's good. It's not enough to pull. It's again, Argent Shroud doesn't seem like it's bad. It just seems like it's not as good as the others. Right. You could still you build, can build around You could still build around it and make it build a good army out of that. But it's not... Yeah, it's not as useful as several of the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> Beneficence. Order of the Bloody Rose. Model equipped with a chainsword only. The relic replaces a chainsword and has the following profile. A plus one strength. AP minus two. Two damage. When the bear fights, it makes an additional three attacks with this weapon. <laughs> In addition, with all the In extra addition. attacks you're stacking from Bloody Rose. <laughs> a Bloody Rose cannonist with this thing is going to be just a whirlwind of death. Yeah. Man, that's... <laughs> Bloody Rose might actually make melee work. Like, they may be a, tel- a strength three, tough three army that can get work done in melee. <laughs> Alright, then finally, the Light of St. Agnathea. Or Ignathia. 
Uh, Order of the Sacred Rose model with a Brazier of Holy Fire only replaces the Brazier of Holy Fire. Subtract one from the leadership characteristic of enemy demon relics or enemy demon units while they're within six inches of this relic. Yeah. In addition, once per phase, um, you can do the Overwatch, the twelve inch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on a two up, they suffer D three mortal wounds. If it's demon unit, they suffer D six mortal wounds. Now the difference is the Brazier is once per game. Once per game. This is once per turn. When a model from the army with this relic unleashes the Holy Flames, after its effects have been resolved, you can discard a Miracle Die. If you do not, you cannot unleash the Light of St. Agnathia's flame, Holy Flames again during the battle. So basically, you can do it multiple times a game. You just have to burn a Miracle Die every time you do it. But you're getting a Miracle Die yeah. every turn. Well, and the nice thing about that is there's several abilities where it's like, oh yeah, you burn a Miracle Die to do this. Well, that's where you're burning your ones. You yeah, know, your ones and twos. Uh-huh. Yeah, it doesn't um, say you have to burn yeah. a six. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's... Yeah, that's useful. And remember, Sacred Rose is the one that uh, gets get, extra you... dice on a five up. Mm-hmm. Or their warlord just gets just an extra, gets one extra ones. Yeah. Whenever they use an act of faith. Oh, my God. So there is going to be a little bit of a difficulty, I think, with bookkeeping on this army initially. Yes, people will get but used man, to it. But, man, once they get used to it, this, arm, this army is going to... This army's going to be good. <laughs> like, I knew coming into this, like, just from what I'd read in the leaks and what we talked about, that this is going to be a strong army. This might have the ability to be a top-tier army if you know, once people figure out how to use it. Yeah. Because there's some amazing synergies in here. Yeah. Now, I mean, there's some things... You are going to struggle with fighting against some army. Like, mm-hmm. Marines are still going to be an uphill battle because they're an uphill battle for everyone yeah. right now. They're going to be tough. You've got tools that can really help... Even things out somewhat, but it's still going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, just because of the nature of that army. Knights are going to be a tough army because you, if you, unless you build, like you have to kind of build your army yeah. to fight knights. Yeah. You've got lots of Melta. You've got Exorcists, which are super good now. You've got stuff you can build. Yeah. You've got pen, like Penitent Engines or Mortifiers. Like Buzzsaw Mortifiers will get work done too. Yeah, you've got. You've got more options against things like knights and big vehicles than a lot of armies do. Yes. So, like, like you're in a much better position to fight knights than, say, like, Necrons are right now. Or right. Grey Knights. Right. But you're the trade-off is you may give up some of your effectiveness mm-hmm. against hordes sure. or, you know, infantry. Yeah. You've got the tools to deal with hordes, finding, definitely. Finding that balance in how you list build to take out big things and vehicles while maintaining balance to take out hordes is going to be one of the... This this feels to me like it's very much a general's army, and this is unfair to say, but this is kind of the standard like idea of like where things are going. Unlike with Space Marines, where a newish player can pick up Space Marines and be good, which is again completely unfair, but kind of the generic like, oh yeah, anybody can pick this up and play and be good and go you know win three games of a tournament with this. This is an army that it's going to take some dialing in. Yes, but once you've dialed it in. This is a tournament winning. This is capable of winning events. Yeah, this is capable of beating anybody. You just have you, there's. But you're going to have to know the army. You're going to have to know when to spend your miracle dice. You're going to have to know when to make these charges. When to bring characters back. Like this is this is. A, I feel like this is a book that like again, top tier players are going to look at this and go, oh, there's all of the tools I need in here for everything. Right. And Whereas I look at it, I'm like, this will be a fun army to play. But. Oh, this will be a fun <laughs> army to play. But No, I, I'm with you. I think the, uh, yeah, where it really comes in is, like, you've got tools to either deal with or counter a lot yeah. of things. That, like, Psychic Army need not apply. Yeah. 
Uh, however, I would also say this is an army where this army will not play well with allies because yeah. you need like sacred rights are, are part and parcel of your army. Yeah. And kind of like doctrines, if you bring in anything else, you are giving that up and yeah. you, you can't really afford to give up any potential tools like this. This army will not allow you. I have a feeling this is an army where like, like you said, the general's army, it will be unforgiving to mistakes yes. because you are a tough three army. Yes. You are a power armor army, but you are a tough three army your stuff is point-wise somewhere between Guardsmen and Space Marines, because uh, your base battle sisters are nine points apiece. Yeah. So this puts you in kind of an odd spot. Yeah. Well, and it's going to be one of those things, too, where, as we mentioned, the meta will come around on Space Marines, and people will figure out how to beat Space Marines. And what, unfortunately, what beats Space Marines will also beat Sisters, because there are three at Power Armor. Right. right. So... Although you will probably have a few more bodies than Space Marines. Sure. You've got that six up feel no pain, which will, or not six up feel no pain, you've got the six up invulnerable, which that will helps. Help. That does help. will that help. That's true. Um, and then, really, what it's going to come down to then is play style. Like, yeah. I, do I want to play an assaulty army? You are totally going to go with uh, Blade, Blade Rose. Rose. Although, your uh, mortifiers will not get the benefit of Blade sure. Rose. But you've got enough other tools for mortifiers. It's not really a huge issue. Sure. Like, do you really want to go for, like, are you going to play the game to, I'm going to lose my stuff, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick it out in the end. Martyred Lady is the way to go. Yeah. Do you want to make sure your uh, miracle dice are always at top, like Ebon Chalice. So that's where, yeah. like, I'm just going to get sixes. Like, all my miracle dice are going to be sixes whenever I need them. Um, am I going to try to outlast my opponent? Valorous Heart is the way to go. And I think then, if you can't decide on one of those uh, Sacred Rose is not bad because yeah. it's it's kind of the... It just gives you more of everything. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, my morale, like, I don't have to worry about morale, so I'll never have to spend di- morale, Miracle Dice on morale because I'll never yeah. fail by more than one. Um, I and Arden Shroud is one of the one of the orders. Yeah, and Arden Shroud is sure <laughs> is an order. Sure is an order. Um, which is unfair to it because I think you could build a, a quick playing mobile play style around that order, yes but it's going to be more of an uphill battle if you Ab- that. absolutely yeah <laughs> so so that is the book that yeah. that is that is everything rules wise in the book um i'm excited once they for when they do the full release yeah once all the get, models are out which it's going to be early part of next year yeah. We already know like there's the new battle sisters box and the new characters for, like the magifier the hospitaler the dialogus um, we're gonna and the Battle Sisters box will also make you Dominions Retributors. Yeah. So the the box that the the army box that came out um, is that push fit or is it full? Uh, I don't think it does say glues required. Okay. So it's not push fit, but it is monopose, mono no pose no pose. option. So it's like the Battle Sister squad in there is a Kitted flamer, a storm bolter, yeah. a. A sergeant or a sister superior with a chain sword. So similar to the Shadow Spear box. Yes, okay. very much like. It. Okay. Whereas like the Chaos Space Marines in there were like this is their this how is they're they equipped. Okay. But the the multi piece box has more options. Okay, good. But yeah, so basically they're going to release one sisters box, which will make most of like will make half your squads in the make game. Most they'll make yeah. your Celestians, your Dominions, your Battle Sisters, your Retributors. Um, there's a Canonist, which is like their first multi part character in a long time with yeah. lots of options. 
and it has all the options that are covered here, including like the null rod, the rod of office. That was the one they gave out at Nova, right? No, the or... one they gave out at Nova is the one that's in the special oh, okay. box, where it's like okay. the the blood, the the power sword and the blood, and the okay. rod of office. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was the multi part one. No, okay. that one. No, the multi part one is different. Okay, um, and then. We've got the kit that's going to make the emulator and Exorcist. Yep. There's going to be a new Rhino kit that has specific sisters Rhino pieces. Yep. Unless the Exorcist emulator box will make all three, because the fronts are a little bit similar. Mm, I can't imagine they do one that makes all three because simply from a price standpoint. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because if they were going to do that, they would also have like one box. They wouldn't have a Rhino box for like Space Marines. They would just have. And I think in this case. They're going to want the transports to be cheaper because they're going to want you to buy the rhino. multiple rhinos, whereas you may only need to buy one or two of the other ones. And they're not going to. I hope they're not. They're not going to be like here eighty bucks for a kit that makes everything when you just want a rhino, right? So, and then we're going to get a box that makes Seraphim Zephyrim. Yep, we're going to get a box that we they've shown the the kit that makes the the multi part uh, uh, Repentia. Yep. We're going to get a kit that makes penitent engines slash mortifiers. Yep. And, uh, and we'll the get the triumph. Yeah, we'll yeah. get the triumph. We've got Juna Theruda. Uh, we still, they have metal preacher models and priest yeah. models. Uh, eventually they'll have to do plastics, but. Well, isn't there, there a priest? No, it's not a priest. Uh, no, there is a, there is a priest in, uh, Blackstone. in Blackstone. There is yeah. a priest in Blackstone Fortress. So I, I imagine eventually, I mean, we've seen. The Blackstone models released in just models, like we yeah. can get like the set of heroes or the villains yeah. like that. I imagine that eventually those will get released it's as like one offs, one offs, where it's like, hey, a twenty five dollar like Crusader or something like that. You Sadly, know, there is no way to take Pius of War, uh, which is the gal with the like Eviscerator <sighs> Heavy Flamer. <sighs> I wish mm. you could do that. I wish they had that in here, but yeah, but they are still a character with like the Ministorum. Yeah, so. So you could put that in here, and it wouldn't—they wouldn't get a sacred right, but they wouldn't—they wouldn't, they wouldn't break you. it. Yeah. So okay, so we've been—I think we've been really positive because I really like this book. Any opportunities, things that you thought they missed out that they didn't include? Uh, jump packs on canonesses. I, wow. I think we've we've pretty much said that's. That this is also my opportunity to be like complain that we don't have imperial cultists. <laughs> yeah, I I think a second troops choice yeah. would have been solid. Yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen that. Um, yeah, because because then it those potentially could have like worked really well with preachers, you know, and and been kind of your your low rent guard uh, or um, penal colony. Yeah, like troop equivalent, right? And then, and then you just have a little more flexibility. And I think you'd still spl- want to take. You can't splash them in without yeah. hurting your army. So yeah, you, you so. kind of don't want to. Um, so I, I'd, I'd be very hesitant about. Like I, I really wish they had another troop in here. Yeah, because uh, to give you another like a cheap option, they don't have to be good. Yeah, but yeah, just have them as something like a four point. This is the equivalent of a cultist. Yeah. Just somebody else to kind of be a melee hoarder just to hold objectives. Just to give you a, another choice for troops would have been nice. Um, but other than that, like, I'm... I wouldn't have minded seeing something like a fighter, like a, mm. like a flyer. Like, just one. Yeah. Uh, just because, like, in the past, like, there was, like, I want to say it's the, there's the, I think, is it the Thunderbolt fighter? Or yeah, what's the, Thunderbolt. the Avenger Bolt. The Avenger, thing? yeah, it's the, the Avenger Thunderbolt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and having a plastic kit of that would have been great. Sure. So but the one thing I will say, though, is that 
as we've seen with the Deptus Mechanicus, it's very easy to add those vehicles in later. True. So, so that doesn't mean we won't see yeah. them. It's just something that I, I wouldn't have minded seeing yeah. in the book. It's a little harder to add in something like another troop choice without like redoing some things. Yeah. But like, yeah, a data sheet for a flyer that doesn't break, you know, doesn't break your order of traits, whatever. Yeah. Because as, as of right now, if you were to fl- to splash in a Thunderbolt, you you lose you know you lose your, sacred rights. You lose your sacred rights, which is one hundred percent not worth it. <laughs> right. Right. Um, a plastic repressor. There yeah, are still yeah. repressor rules in the. Uh, I in think it's going to go to legends. <laughs> maybe it will. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe you know, maybe Forge World will surprise us. Maybe they'll a, keep, yeah, a new have a new model. But a repressor kit would have been really nice. Yeah, that would have been nice. But overall, though, I think this has been a very good, very good update. Um, no, no, I think it's 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 definitely an update that it captures the spirit of the army. It gives them finally a really useful ability. That it neither breaks the game, like it doesn't break like action agility, mm-hmm. nor does it feel like you're struggling against it to make it work, yeah. which is how the the acts of faith system, like in the beta codex, did. Yeah. It's like you had yeah. to build your army to make this work. You can build your army to maximize miracle dice, but you'll still be getting them regardless. Yeah. Like just doing that's the thing I like about this army is um, there's a. Uh, there's a, a role-playing developer and reviewer and player online named Adam Coble. Yes. And uh, one of his, like, when he reviews a new role-playing game, he breaks down an art, a game into, like, three questions. It's like, what is the game about? How does it want you to do the thing the game's about? And how does it reward you for doing that? And I think this this book, if I looked at this codex the same way, it's like, what is this book about? This book is about holy warriors that call on the faith of the emperor. Well, how does it reward you? It lets you perform miracles by getting dice at clutch time, like having dice that are like predetermined that you use at clutch times. How does it reward you for doing this? Besides winning games, it helps you get more of those dice. So (laughs) it just makes you more, more efficient at doing that. No, this is, it, it doesn't break anything. It puts it on par. Yeah, this is definitely. An upper half of the game army now. For sure. But it's going to require, like you said, it's going to require a player to know know what they're doing and figure it out. Yeah. But the tools are all there. The, yeah. I Like I said, I, you know, and I know we don't talk a ton about, like, competitive play and stuff, but I, I really do feel that, like, the, a lot of the hardcore, like, ITC competitive players are going to give this army at least a spin. Because, like I said, all the tools are there, everything you need. To be able to manipulate game state and control and control things you can't control other ways. Yeah, but I also yeah. think you're right that this army will fall in the meta to the same things to deal. With. Like if you are built yep. to handle a space marine army, you'll be able to handle this army. Right. So, yeah, um, that's good. I think this. Is, I think this is a very well designed army. Yeah, I really do. But I, also, like even the miracle dice gives this army some surprising resilience. I need to make a save. Boom. boom six. Always. Pa- I have a yeah. six. And like, oh yeah, I'm playing like Evan Shrouds, like my first, like my first miracle die return. If my if I have my warlord is a six, so yeah. I will always have a six up save, or I will always yeah. have a six attack, yeah. or use I that will always wound if I, that with that one weapon that I need. Yeah, yeah. or I'll I'll use that. I'll pay a CP. I hit on a six, so now I wound on a yeah. six. I mean, yeah, it's like you you always have what you need will always be there. And that is that is the coolest thing about this army. So I'm I am really happy with this this update. <laughs> I 
I think they really knocked it out of the park. And the new model line looks fantastic. It hits all the right, like it hits all the right visual cues. It looks ridiculously overblown and and grim. And the fluff is like appropriately grim dark yet yeah. strangely hopeful. And yeah. So no, it's it's phenomenal. I'm very happy. So worth the twenty plus year wait between books. I wish it would have been short. That's the other thing. It's like I wish it would have been a shorter wait, but. I, there's a lot of armies that have gotten codexes in the last couple of, like in seventh edition yeah. that would be happy to have this book. Yeah. I think this is great. So well, cool. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this very special episode of preferred enemies. What I'm going to try to get this edited like within a day or so. So hopefully this will be up uh, by December 1st. If I, if I awesome. can manage it. So uh, yeah, from both of us here at preferred enemies, I'm Rob and Kevin. Good night. Good gaming. And remember, have faith because the emperor protects. Preferred Enemies is an Undergopher Radio production and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 Unported License. Our theme music is Metal Slug 2 Super Vehicle 001-2, No Need to Reload, originally by Takushi Hayamuda and remixed by Roataka, courtesy of OC Remix. It can be found at ocremix.com. Miniatures. We build them, we paint them, we love them. That's why we also want to get them to the battle and back again safely. And that's where Kara Multicase comes in. They offer a complete model storage and transport system. They offer a wide selection of core trays for standard size miniatures, as well as custom cut trays for specific models. KR's trays are made of a soft foam, available in a variety of colors that won't scratch or snag your models. And to protect the foam, the trays are carried in easily stackable, swappable cardboard cases. They also offer a full range of Kaiser bags, backpacks, and aluminum cases for transporting your KR cases. You can even choose from pre-built tray selections to suit your army, or use the Autofill app to find just the right trays for your particular force. Whatever your game, 40K, X-Wing, Warm Hordes, or Historicals, KR Multicase has the cases to fit your needs. You can find out more at krmulticase.com. KR Multicase, soft foam for your figures, hard cases for the soft foam. Are you tired of playing on a boring battlefield? Do you want to step up the quality of your gaming table and make your battle look real? Then you need to check out the battle mats from GameMat. Their professionally designed rubber-based mats are just what your gaming table needs. Available in a variety of styles, with everything from rolling grasslands to urban war zones, winter wastelands to alien deserts, there's a GameMat mat to fit any kind of terrain. Their mats are padded, anti-slip, waterproof, and when you're done rolling dice and battling on your mat, just roll it up and stick it in the convenient carrying bag for easy transport and storage. And if you don't have a gaming table, they've got you covered with their folding Gboard portable gaming area and their line of pre-painted resin terrain. If you're ready to upgrade your gaming table, head over to www.gamemat.eu and find the gaming mat that's right for you. Game Mat, giving your armies the battlefield they deserve.